177 of the Reptile Combo podcast. Uh, <laughs> we are one person down momentarily. Yeah. Katie is busy doing, I think it's Girl Scout related stuff. Some kind of fundraiser Zoom call, she said. I never remember what she's doing, but she'll be here later in the show. She will be here. She's in the house. She's just not in the room. She'll be here later. But Robert's here. He didn't melt in his shop. Well, <laughs> I'm definitely losing weight because my fucking shorts won't stay on. You definitely got to lose some weight sweating it off in there. Yeah. You know, some people pay a lot of money to go to a sweat lodge, and you just show up every day to do it for free. Or, well, not they, free. you're paying technically you're paying somebody yeah, to, to have that building. A lot of money to do. That's to, true. Yeah, to sweat in there. That is true. It is. Uh, it's hot. Well, it's, I had to explain to him today because he showed me the light bill, and he's like, "So in June, my light bill was only this much, but it went up 115 dollars this month." I'm like, "Yeah, because nobody was in the building last month." <laughs> oh yeah, because nobody was in there the whole month of June. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I didn't think about that." And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that when, happens. When someone moves in, they use power. Right. It's crazy. It's a weird concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for those of you that don't live in the South, uh, it's fucking hot. Oh, God, it's... I think I saw, like, the actual temp at some point this week was, like, 104, like, 105. I don't know how you guys have it this cool upstairs. My It will not get below 76 in my house. Really? Day, period. Like, I just, I'm setting it on 76 now. And just hanging so out downstairs. Just so it doesn't run. It's hot down there, too. It is. It's yeah, because my light bill was just shy six hundred bucks last month. I think mine is somewhere around five hundred. Yeah, it's horrible. And I don't officially know how much of the light bill is used by the reptiles, but I don't think it's five hundred dollars mostly because of the reptiles. I think it's air conditioning because it's fucking hot here. But anyways, so oh, I'm excited though. Uh, Thursday, I leave to go to the football hall of fame inductions. In Ohio. I actually don't know what the temperature I should have looked. I don't know what the temperature is going to be in Ohio and Canton, Ohio on this weekend. I got you, buddy. But it's going to be less than here. Yes. I saw somebody today in Chicago said the high was 88. Okay. So Lewis in the chat says uh, the heat is better than the cold. No, we're fat. I disagree. Lewis, I'm glad you're here. That's the. Yeah. Uh, I have zero access to Messenger right now. What did you so say? I can see your messages, what? but I can't respond to them. So message James and get my phone number. What What did you say to somebody? <sighs> you- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I know whenever you're like, my messenger doesn't work. You said something. Yeah. I can't participate in groups for seven days. and That's funny. Uh, oh, but yeah. Anyway, so I'm leaving Thursday to go see DeMarcus Ware, who went to Troy oh, University. I know what it was. And so I went to Troy University and I want to see him get inducted into the Hall of Fame. A friend of mine who's a longtime police officer. Uh, yeah, today the high in Canton is 77. <laughs> Look, my dad was in Milwaukee. He said he's in Milwaukee and they were all bitching about it being 88 degrees and he just laughed. <laughs> it's going to get down to 60 tonight in Canton. Fuck 50, yeah. 57 tonight. Fuck yeah. Jeez, man. I hate you. I cannot uh, wait till this weekend. I'm going with you. Uh, <laughs> so a friend of mine posted about, you know, um, some school in uh, Athens, Texas or something is hiring like level three security guards, you know, basically minimum wage, but armed security for the schools. He's like, it's a horrible idea. You know, they, they don't really have the training. They don't, you know, there's, it takes a certain mindset to be a school resource officer. And I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've met some pretty shitty school resource officers. Yes, I agree. And they, 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 <laughs> uh, this is no offense. Cause I know you were a cop, 
but they're just cops and yes. not all of them not all cops are good cops and i agree just like just like at uh, any job not all teachers are good teachers not all whatever are good so then this lady who always she went to the citizens police academy a few years ago and now she's an expert she <laughs> said we need to have veterans and retired police officers i've also met veterans yeah me too i've met some that are <laughs> i mean so my friend who is a retired secret service agent yeah was on the secret service like swat detail and owns a company that that specializes he was the head of of security for a huge school district in this area just after the santa fe school shooting and really revolutionized how they do things facial recognition software just so they could keep people off campus all this stuff yeah anyway um he commented and he's like who's gonna pay for it who's gonna pay for the insurance what insurance company are they gonna get to insure them for that what use of force continuum are they gonna use since they're not law enforcement like this whole thing and she's yeah. like you're just being a bully and that's a valid question he was like no i'm i'm an expert in the field and i'm asking (laughs) questions and then she's like you're just being a douchebag and i was like well i can't ignore that (laughs) and uh so i like found some other comments she had made and like put them up and i was like well you're just stupid that got you booted well i may have said a few things. okay i was about to say um, no i've seen you say way worse um <laughs> Fuck yeah, this veteran could straighten out some fucking kids. They're not, you're not there to beat the kids. You're there right. to beat anybody that comes there to beat the kid. Well, anything. Because, like, my friend, his whole thing is we need to identify it beforehand, and we need to we need to give kids better access to mental health. Uh, you know, when we see issues like the kid in Santa Fe, he had mental health issues. Yeah, it was very well known. Nobody did anything for him. Well, look, and as she goes, well, I see your liberals just showing, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus, lady, like, how do we get to that? She called you liberal. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Um, I uh, as a teacher, I always like every time I see like we should give teachers guns. No, no, no. Well, that's the other thing. Mike's, I'm a teacher. I know the teachers. Uh, I don't want them to have guns. That's the other thing, my buddy said he's like we've there've been like some pretty in depth studies done that that is really a horrible idea. <laughs> right, um, okay, so yeah, your highs. When are you going to be in Canton? Uh, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, leaving Sunday. So okay, Thursday that has 87, low 65. Friday, Saturday, it's 84, 60. God, it's going to be so uh, miserable. And Sunday, 86, 67. Oh, horrible. Huh? But the humidity is low, too. 38%, 11%, 22%, 7% on Saturday. Fuck yeah. 7%. That's good because that's the one I'll be wait, at the induction. Wait, wait, wait. That's the chance of rain. Oh, Sorry, damn. I'm... Don't give me that. Hold on. It's this. still going to be low. It's not going to be Houston. 70% humidity. Yeah, we're 93. I'm about to say it's still not going to be. I, I walk outside and it slaps me in the face. So yeah. no, I'm looking forward like, to it. Like, literally, I let the dogs out at 530 this morning and the heat was just oppressive. Yeah. Coming. I'm like, God. This is horrible. I think I'm going to start cranking my AC down to like 50 at like 3 a.m. and get the house super cold <laughs> and then just see if it'll stay for a you while. You need to get you one of those, uh, oh, dude, like the cooler so off bad. of like a, like a walk-in freezer and just hook that up in your house. I need to get one of those. Um, you seen those coolers out now that are, people think they're a swamp cooler, but they're not. It actually has the, the cold water circulates through co- uh, coils and it actually puts out like, like 33 degree air. Ooh. at like 25 miles an hour i'll take that yeah it's like 300 bucks but I, and, it, they, and it works as a cooler too wait i think i have seen that yeah yeah i have seen that um my dad said we, lo- we choose to live in the shithole well because they pay me well to live here well i'll say well take that back they pay me more than when i lived in the other shithole in louisiana and both of them were hot just as hot yeah. just as hot so it, it, look i i'm i'm like going back to louisville <laughs> in the cold i i don't want snow and i for sure as fuck don't want ice again but I don't want hot. But I'm not going to move north because I don't want snow. 
So I'll deal with it. Anyways, Vegas where it's going to be 111 tomorrow. Yeah, but it's a dry heat, Robert. Yeah, not at that point. <laughs> El Paso was a dry heat too when it was 110. An, and an oven barely, is a dry heat, but it can cook my pizza. Breathe outside when I was out there. Work. We were working. We had to work at night in El Paso because we were working on security systems and parking lots, like um, entry points and yeah. stuff. And the tools would be so hot during the day if you set them down, you had you couldn't touch them. So it's funny. We would have to cover them up with a tarp. You think like about that? You think about here, like during the day when it's like 104, 105. And then when people are keeping reptiles, they're like, I want to keep it like where they live. And people will look up temperatures from somewhere in Africa and go, look, it's really hot. Though. Yeah, it's really fucking hot here, but go find a snake when it's 101 outside. You can't even, like, like when we were at Russell's house uh, the other morning picking up tortoises, Logan was like, Russell, we need to go herp. And Russell's like, why? He's like, it's so dry and hot. There's nothing. They're they're all deep in the ground somewhere. Yeah. That's everybody wants to try and make it like where they are. I'm like, well, where they are in that place is under something away from everything. Uh, Darren, we, we're going to go visit the, uh, oh, oh, the reptarium thing of the uh, Replandia. Uh, yeah, but I don't have time in that region. I'm, I'm going up there and then I'm flying back. So I don't have time to visit the reptarium. I'd like to go there. I'd like to go there. I'd like to go to see um, Snake Discovery's place too while I was up north, which is way up north. But uh, Reptilandia, I want to go to our buddy Jason, who we had on the show last week. Went to Reptilandia on his way home. Yeah. He sent me some pictures. It's fucking amazing. How come he didn't just respond to our group chat? Jason. Because uh, it was in my group chat with him and Travis. Uh, so you're not in that group chat. So that's the weird thing about group chats on Facebook is you end up with like seven or eight, nine, ten, yeah. fifteen group chats. Yeah. And, so, and it's like a mixture of the same people. And you're like, man, this would be so much easier if we're all in the same it's group chat. It's even worse in Alexandria than it is here today. Is it really? 104 there today. Yeah, so my tortoises are... I bet, I bet my oh, tortoises are not. it's only 53% humidity. We're at like 90. There's no fucking way. That's what it says, Alexandria. I've lived in Alexandria. I've never been at 50-something percent humidity today, in Alexandria, really, Louisiana. Today, humidity, 53%. All right, so if you're keeping um, Kasachi uh, corn snakes. It went up to 75%, but still, that's still 20% lower than so, This is just, if you're keeping Kasachi corn snakes, go ahead and crank it up to 104. Yeah. Uh, and 70% humidity. And then get ready to bury your snakes. <laughs> That's what it is where they live, Robert. That's well. It's like when Dave Kaufman went to Australia and started finding bearded dragons, and he's like, "Yeah, let me shoot the hole that I just found it in." <laughs> yeah, and it's much it's colder. Seventy-two degrees in there, and they got like one foot sticking out and getting UV. <laughs> what he's doing? That's true. We're going. We're going to. I'm flying into Louisville. Uh, is that where he lives? No, he's gonna meet me up there. Oh, Mike is. No, no, no. Oh, my dad. dad. Oh, okay. He's gonna meet me in Louisville. Oh yeah. And we're gonna uh, go to the Louisville Slugger Museum. Right. Is the plan. Looks like your dad wants some bourbon. Yeah, he's going to get bourbon, I'm sure, at some point, too. Uh, anyways, let's, let's do sponsor stuff. I don't have Katie here. Uh, if you want a mm-hmm. high-quality rack or PVC enclosure, uh, call Robert. I'm not going to go through the – Katie's not here yeah. to do the whole uh, spiel. 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 That's a, I don't even know how to – it's one of those words that people say, but I don't know how many people actually know how to spell it. I don't know how to spell it. I'm sure there's an I and an E in there somewhere, but I'd fuck it up if I tried. So, uh, but contact Robert, lsreptileracks.com. For signs, acrylic needs, also for uh, ecto ectotherm designs, ectotherm designs, which is Robert's also does that. So anything that needs to be cut, call Robert. Brittany Decent wants you to say Louisville again. Louisville, Louisville. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. Louisville. It's not there. Louisville. Nope. If I mean, if you're be- if you're up there, it's like Louisville. It's there's there's way less syllables in it if you're from the there. other Facebook user about her cousin. That's Danielle Cruz. Ah, she was yeah. complaining about like 85. Yeah, she's going to die. I'd love 85. No, it not question mark. What is, is Brittany decent having a stroke? I uh, don't know. It, it It is Louisville. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's not Louisville. It's not Louisville. It's not Louisville. Which doesn't make sense because it's St. Louis. 
Although it's Louisville Slugger, not Louisville Slugger. Yeah. But if you're from there, it's Louisville. Oh, anyways, uh, <laughs> next sponsor, because he's in the chat. Here we go. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors is a small feeder and pet supply business based in San Antonio, and they regularly schedule feeder meetups around San Antonio as well as other neighboring towns and cities. They offer shipping on their feeder insects, ice pods, and are working on starting shipping on their feeder rodents, too. All feeders are raised on a nutritional diet that optimizes the health of the reptiles and the amphibians that consume them. Definitely check them out. If you're in the area, definitely get rodents. I've, I've been feeding uh, rodents from Lewis lately, and uh, my ball python, who was being a picky eater, besides the fact that I'm now not cooking them. I talked about this last week where I didn't realize the rack, the probe would come off the rack, and I was basically cooking my snakes. Uh, he's now at a normal temperature, but he ate again. He ate before that and ate after that, and they're both things that came from from Lewis. So go check out Lil's Shop of Horrors, L-I-L apostrophe S, Shop of Horrors on Facebook. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Uh, also, remind me before I leave tonight to get my mice from you. Yeah, I got mice. And rats. And some rats. If you, want. I mean, you can keep most of the rats here until you need whatever you need. That's, mm-hmm. that's fine. Uh, Herb's Reptile Shows. Next Herb's Reptile Show is August 12th. That's coming up. I think we're going to be there. Corpus Christi, Texas. I know you're going to be there. We're planning on being there. We probably should get like an Airbnb or I something. I got one with Andy. Oh, fuck y'all. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. We'll figure out something. Corpus Christi, Texas, August 12th and 13th. Then down over to Bryan College Station, August 19th and August 20th. Then back to Conroe. I just feel like we were just at Conroe, September 9th and 10th. Then over to Baton Rouge, which was really Gonzalez, September 16th and 17th. I don't know why that one bothers you so much when they're, none of them are actually where they Conroe's in Conroe. Yeah, but like Corpus is not in Corpus, it's in Robstown. And you don't ever say that for Robstown. Because you used to live there. Because I used to live there and I've been to Gonzalez and like yeah. I know, like, I, I guess. It's, but the rest of them are like, so let's see. Brian College Station. That's in Brian. Brian. Uh, Conroe's in Conroe. Baton Rouge is not Baton Rouge. Waco's in Waco? No. I've yes, never, yes, it is. No. I've never been to Waco. Yes. Uh, Lake no, Charles is in Lake Charles. Mm-hmm. West Monroe is in West Monroe. We assume. <laughs> I haven't done that one yet. That's true. Austin's in Austin. No. No. It's in Leander. Oh, it is in Leander. It's like 25 miles from Austin. That is true. And it was not in Austin the last, before that's Round Rock. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Anyways, it's Gonzalez and not Baton Rouge. Uh, so, Waco, Texas is October 21st and 22nd. Lake Charles is November 4th, uh, November 5th. West Monroe will be November 18th, November 19th. And Austin, Texas, and Leander is December 2nd and December 3rd. So, come out, see Robert. He'll be at all of them. Ex- uh, you'll be at all those, right? Maybe not Waco. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be there. So, come see Robert. Get a sign. Get an acrylic cage. Get a PVC cage. Get a rack. You get all of them, he'll make you a deal. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think that's... Oh, I'm sure if there's anything else. Uh, if you need a LED UVB light bulb, check out VivTech products. Uh, use code GUMBO22 and you'll save 15% on your products. Uh, my brain was running low there. Oh, and with the, go back to Little Shop of Horrors. If you mention us at Little Shop of Horrors, you get 10% off your first order. So I'm just trying to save everybody some money. You can save some money on light bulbs, rats... Shit is expensive. How do we only have two shows between now and Conroe? Seems like we've just had Conroe. I know. Like we're, just, we're just there. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyways, so check all that. Let's go ahead and bring in our guest. Da, 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 da. Click on all the buttons. Savannah and Jessica of the Reptile Youth Alliance. How are y'all doing? Great. How are you guys? Uh, good. My air conditioner works apparently, so Robert's great. Yeah. It's tolerable in here right now. <laughs> But y'all are in Florida, so y'all know it's miserable as well. It is. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. So, you know, with the reptiles, you're talking about the heat. Um, our two keystone species here in Florida are the gator and then the gopher tortoise. 
and 360 different species of animals use the gopher tortoise burrow as refuge from the heat. And when I visit schools, I've been visiting schools for eight years. Uh, that's one thing I mentioned. I'm like, do you want to be in 70 degrees in here in the AC? Or do you want to be in 95 degree weather outside? And, you know, everybody, everybody prefers the AC or, yeah. you know, before we had, a, you know, AC, we had underground cellars and, and caves and things like that. And that's how you regulate your temperature. So I think that's one thing that people kind of miss with animals. You know, people automatically assume that reptiles want to be hot and they really do want a perfect ambient temperature. So that's one of the things that we kind of try to teach the kids around here. Well, it's always weird when people want to like talk about they want to keep like the natural habitat and they'll look at the high temps, but no one ever looks at a place where it also gets like 20 degrees and like, yeah, we should keep it at 20 degrees for our snake as well. Like that's, you got to understand animals aren't out there at the highs and lows. Like there's a, there's right. a happy middle. They're like us. They go somewhere. Yes. Cause they're smart. Definitely they smarter than some people. Us. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about the reptile youth Alliance. Man, I want to go ahead and, Talk. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I have a cold, so I'm I'm not going to oh, talk. <laughs> so um, I'll, I guess I can go over our mission statement. So our mission statement, the Reptile Youth Alliance is dedicated to empowering the next generation of environmentally conscious leaders through innovative STEM education, hands-on research experience, community-driven conservation efforts. We are rooted in the belief that diversity fuels progress and we strive to foster the love for reptiles and amphibians while promoting an inclusive inclusivity uh, in STEM fields. Our mission is to inspire young minds to connect them with mentors and scientists to provide a positive impact both on reptile conservation and youth development and where every child has the opportunity to thrive academically and contribute uh, to environmental stewardship and have their voices kind of heard. So we kind of feel like in the reptile community, we're kind of the underdogs and we kind of see that in, in the students that we work for and work with. And that's really, we are working for them. You know, this isn't for us. We're working for the future and conserving reptiles. Um, we have great uh, organizations within the reptile community like USARC and USARC Florida that are really fighting for our rights. And they raise a ton of money, you know, and efforts for conservation and legal aspects of, of reptile keeping mainly. But we really want to kind of reach outside of the community and so, you know, um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And that's really what we're trying to do is we're trying to make friends and allies um, in every community. Um, I know like a lot of other people who have done conservation that have been really successful have actually kind of brought over people who most you would necessarily say that might not be an ally, but we really look at every single person as an ally. And how do we make them an ally? They just don't know they're an ally yet. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we want to really connect um the, the breeders with the scientific world, with the conservationists, with the ecologists. Um, actually, I just saw a really good post from Vanessa Crutchfield, and she was talking about, I can't remember which rock iguana she was mentioning, but it's one of the rarest rock iguanas, and a lot of the zoos destroy the was eggs. Was it the Jamaican species? Yeah, it was the Jamaican rock iguana. And um, the zoos will destroy the eggs, and I know it's not just for that, because I, I actually worked in... Um, an AZA uh, zoo as well, but they, they'll destroy the eggs, even though it's an endangered species because they don't have, you know, places to raise the baby. So I feel like if we, you know, and that's what she was saying, why are these not given to private breeders? Because of the AZA. Who, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like if we could get connected and we're all work on the same level and kind of take 
I don't know, the money aspect, I guess, out of it, which is, I, I, I see it from both ends because Savannah and I were both um, business owners before we got into nonprofit. So um, I do understand the money part of it, but I think, you know, we're all working towards the greater good. We all, all reptile people love the animals and want to, don't want to see them disappear. So I think we should kind of try to work together. So I think the, our, at least Savannah and I think our best shot at doing that is connecting with the kids and getting, you know, the next generation on board. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. You need to work with everyone except for the one people you didn't uh, say, and that's PETA. Fuck them. Any chance I get oh, yeah, to say yeah, fuck no. PETA. <laughs> Sorry, uh, did I just, yeah. <laughs> everyone else is great. PETA, you can... Oh, right. Anyways, do, do other stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, my wife and I, my wife will be here a little later. Also used to work for an AZA zoo, and uh, it's so it's funny how many people are in this hobby that had used to work at zoos and then realize they don't like being poor and they no longer work at zoos. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've met so many I've people. I've never in this seen hobby. a job that pays damn near minimum wage that has so much competition. Yeah. For the open position. Yeah. No. Everybody wants a job and they want you to have experience and they want you to do all this stuff and like. Like I told you, I interviewed for a zoo in Florida, and they're like, and when they interviewed me, they literally said that our keepers, uh, they find a way to survive. They, they they'll sometimes live together and as roommates. And I'm like, that, what kind of selling point is that? Find a way? How do you? That's a horrible. We're not going to pay you enough to live, but could you imagine? You can figure it out, man. You're you're resource. You're educated. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. As a job interview, find a way should not be in the vocabulary. That, that should leave that out. But. Yeah, a place where they well, want you to have gone to college and have spent money on an education and then not pay you anything. Well, that's what we see a lot of like the people who actually have done the research are they're doing these jobs mainly. And then they have breeding projects on this side. Like I got my rhino iguanas from uh, Chris Pilecchia and he used his breeding projects of rhino iguanas to do conservation in uh, Haiti. And what's craziest is he did more um, to compile research in there in the little time that he was in uh, Haiti in the Dominican Republic than they did in a 30 year span. But we're also seeing, you know, there's also the disconnect with with government agencies and people wanting to get the credit because of money. So although we don't want to always address it, money is a huge issue. And so what Jessica and I noticed is with us being a nonprofit and working with kids and working with nature and working with animals, that we are now able to reach out and, and Jessica's done a great job of uh, writing grant proposals and getting a lot of money in United Way, uh, Dollar General, and we've, we've gotten a, a bunch of different ones, NASCAR, but um, a lot of that we've gotten from, and government, we're looking really for government and bigger bigger grants in the future that we can drive towards the reptile um, industry. Basically, we want to focus on children because we want to kind of reach reach people before they've kind of solidified their, you know, solidified their judgment on things. I visit schools. I visit mostly elementary age, but I've seen kids that were terrified at first who then want to hold my animal and love it and know its name. They remember its name. So we do know that once you put this in people's mind and put that out there, that it does change minds. The one thing that we're seeing is, is that for these agencies that are giving grants, they want to see that the community is supporting us. And that's the general community and then also the reptile community. And so far, we've been 
very, very fortunate and um, being supported in the reptile community and in the general community. So we're hoping to really grow it. Uh, we had our first ever conference where students um, actually presented their science projects, which was awesome. And then we had vendors kind of through it. We had guest speakers, um, we had Tiki Geckos. They were great guest speakers and uh, ZooMed came and we had just awesome vendors who knew that this was our first show and it wasn't going to be necessarily for profit, but really for the kids. And it was such a great think tank. So we know in the future where we want to go with things. And um, we might not be in the major cities we say either, though. I'm sorry. I hope you don't hate on us if we're not in the major city that you mentioned. <laughs> like they say Tampa, but really the show's in Largo a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and have, there's a lot of the reptile shows that do that, and I, I get it because the big cities they have stupid rules. Well, like, and no one would fucking yeah. know where the place was if you named the small city next to where the show right. was in. Well, like the Perlian show was the South Houston show. Yeah, and now the Rosenberg show was still going to be the South, South Houston, Houston show, and it's still not. And he, yeah, not from here you don't know where that's at. I get it. Nope. Just yeah. trust me, not so. Well, the, the worst one was Repticon's uh, Memphis show. It's not even the same state. Oh, it's across the river? It's in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> was it Memphis? That's or a tri-state. It's tri a national. It was Memphis. It was the Memphis show. Yeah. It was, it was across. It was in, in Mississippi. Wow. I'm like, at least get the state right. Like, Right? Anyways. Uh, so, do y'all do stuff outside of Florida? Or are y'all planning on doing more outside of Florida? Like, how, how big have y'all, how long, I guess, how long have y'all been around and how big have y'all gotten so far? How big is your reach? Well, so we we were doing, you know, Savannah and I met kind of, and we have very similar backgrounds, and we started bouncing ideas off of each other. And um, so we were doing this prior to becoming like a nonprofit. And um, Savannah was the one that really pushed to like, you know, we need to be um, official and, you know, get everything set up. Um, so I, it's been just over a year now. Um, it took a long time to get all that paperwork straight. And I mean, they came back and we had something wrong with our name or something and we had to resubmit our paperwork. So it took a little while. So we've been an official nonprofit for about a year now, but we've been doing it for about four years. I know I've been working with some of my kids. Um, I started in middle school and they graduated. So, um, it's been really awesome to see. And one thing that we also do with the kids is we put a, um, we give them a lot. I'm actually doing a thesis on this. Um, the effectiveness of the kids on, um, you know, reptile conservation, because it's really interesting to watch the kids with the animals and how they present the animals to people who might be afraid. Um, you know, if a kid sees me with a snake that they're, you know, scared or hesitant with, I don't think I really have the same effect as if they see a kid their age with a snake who's yeah. able to know about it and handle the snake. And the same with adults. I mean, adults just think I'm crazy, like a crazy <laughs> snake lady. But they see a kid and they're really amazed about how much the kid knows about the snake and how they're able you know, to understand the snake's behavior. And I think that's really awesome. And for the kids that are able to do that, I see such a huge um, boost in confidence. And at the, at the conference, we let the kids talk on the microphone in front of, you know, everyone that was there and they, they loved it. So they felt really special. We had a, um, a couple of kids that taught classes for us and uh, it was really awesome to see that confidence boost in kids. Sorry. I was looking at the whole Memphis, Tennessee, uh, <laughs> Mississippi thing. I was listening to her, but <laughs> 
it that's so crazy how it's just the city doesn't end yeah it just keep and there's like literally these little things where they go around houses like this because they said no we want to stay in mississippi not tennessee so there's like like the state line goes up like 100 yards and then goes over and then comes back down 100 yards around some houses it's also weird flying or driving into memphis at night Mm -hmm. it's like the place is surrounded by aliens because fedex hub is there yeah and so it's just shit tons of planes i bet just ton of everywhere saw that going to Tinley one year because we're driving through there at night. Anyways, off yeah, topic. Sorry. But uh, we we get off topic before. constantly. Do what? <laughs> what? No, anybody had bugs stuck in Memphis? Oh, I had oh, a snake. Yeah. I, had, I, I shipped a snake. I shipped a snake ten. from Houston to Sacramento, and it flew from Houston to Memphis. Got put on a plane in Memphis. Flew to Sacramento. The weather was too bad; they couldn't land. Flew back to Memphis. This was during COVID, so then they were like. We don't have anybody to unload it. So it sat oh. in Memphis for like 12 hours. Then it flew back to SAC that night, got offloaded in a container on the tarmac, and it was like 45 degrees. And they were like, we don't have anybody to unload the container for probably 48 hours. I'm like, well, crap, this thing's going to be dead. Because it had a you know a 48-hour heat pack in there. Well, thank goodness it was a rosy boa. And they're pretty hardy when it comes to the cold. Because uh, the guy got it. So the guy was leaving to go out of the country for a month, like Friday or yeah, Saturday morning. And he finally got it Friday evening because he had no family, no nothing out there. He just moved out there had no friends. So it was going to have to get shipped back to me and I was going to have to hold it for a month. And uh, he got it and he's like, yeah, she's fine. Nothing wrong. I'm like, well, thank goodness it wasn't a fragile species. We mentioned bugs. I have a slight bug related question. I just realized, uh, anybody know the lifespan of it or how long a uh, black soldier fly lives for? Was it still in there? Oh, I didn't know there was one in there, and now I just don't want to open the fucking cage. Uh, so apparently a larva, I had fed him a larva at some point, and the larva must have fallen into the bedding, and it is now hatched. Where's that? It was just flying around a second ago. Yeah. Uh, so I need these little... Like yeah, I need yeah. one of these skinks to eat that motherfucker before I open this cage again. <laughs> Creepy-ass fly. Dude, this is so weird how there's, like, streets. Like, a neighborhood. And the street gets We're to still the... lost in Memphis! Yeah, the street, like, gets to the state line and goes, nope! And they in the street, and then in the other I side. I feel like you're walking through Memphis. You should just start singing it right yeah. now. Yeah, you, are you, don't, guys, you don't want to hear are that. Texas or Louisiana? I, we're in Texas. I used to live in Louisiana. Look, here's a Sam's Club okay. that the straight line goes right through the middle of. So wait, well, I can buy toilet paper in Tennessee, and then I can buy steaks in Mississippi. Pretty much, oh, okay. it like goes right through the middle of Sam's Club. The state line does. Sorry, right guys. Through Sam's Club. Right through the middle of a Sam's Club. How, how do you? Who do they pay it taxes to? goes right through to? the middle of a Lowe's, too. Who do, who do you pay taxes to? I guess it depends on which end of the store you check out on. <laughs> no oh. way. Uh-uh. Because, look, the Garden Center is in Tennessee, but pretty much the rest of the Lowe's. So they make, they make money off Tennessee, makes money off the Christmas trees that Lowe's sells. But if they're selling lumber, that's going to Mississippi. Yeah, it looks like it. That's so weird, man. Yeah, well, there were reptile shows in Mississippi that were labeled I mean, we have, Ar- we have Texarkana that... Some of the cities in Texas, some of it's in Arkansas. Well, it's nothing's more confusing than Kansas City, right? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Missouri and Kansas City. Yeah, because then and they Kansas. have the same name. Well, then you think like the Kansas City Chiefs, like oh, they're in Kansas. Nope, they're in Missouri. Yeah, yeah. well, they're in Missouri, Kansas the, City, Missouri. At, at least with Memphis, you have West Memphis, Arkansas. Yeah, so it's you know, 
it's not just Memphis. It's West Memphis. West Memphis, Arkansas. Yep. That sounds like extra, extra. I'm, I'm Southern, but that sounds extra, extra backwoods. It feels like someone I refused. I anybody who's from there. Bad. Someone just refused <laughs> to change the name. Like, no, we're going to keep that name. Yeah, but it's not yours. It is now. Yeah. I mean, we have Texas City. Oh, he's trying to look at him. No. Sorry, I'm just. My skink is trying to catch this black soldier fly that's flying around. Oh, that's going to be like National Geographic. What kind of skink is it? Emerald tree skinks. Oh yeah, dude, he's okay. keyed in on it. Oh, it went right in front of his face a second ago. That fucker is gonna—it's gonna be like you ever seen the video of the little uh, the lava lizards that jump up and grab flies? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be that shit. Except he's probably gonna miss and then just fall to the bottom of the cage. That was a repticulture yesterday, and their big green iguana like jumped at the glass or something while I walked by. And- I just hear this, and I look, and he's sliding down the glass. Well, I've already <laughs> talked about how fucking stupid crested geckos are. We'll be sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden you hear thud, and just crested gecko just decided to jump and do nothing and fall to the fucking bottom of the cage because they're stupid. Because <laughs> they're crested geckos. Still don't understand how they have species. like three brain cells. I don't know how they're alive. Anyways, <laughs> back to reptile youth alliance. Um, I had questions, and then we got sidetracked by. We get sidetracked a lot. I don't know yeah. if you guys have listened to our podcast. It's, no, it's, 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 it's sort of our stock and trade. At some point, we'll start talking about food tonight, and that'll be five or ten minutes. We can talk about food later. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, spreading spreading outside of Florida, have y'all have plans to try and get this? Because, I mean, it definitely seems like something for us as a hobby that needs to be nationwide, right? Right. Um, that's what we're promoting, and we want different chapters of it. So, we're looking at it as kind of Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, but, you know, gotcha. minus pedophiles. <laughs> so, we're going to need some background checks on UMFers if you want to be. But we do, we want to, if you don't want to do a full chapter and you just want to be a mentor, we're definitely interested in mentors um, nationwide. And then we definitely are looking for other people. We've had a lot of interest out of state now that we've done our first convention um, to, to create that because there's so many. Uh, reptile keepers either have storefronts or reptile rooms which be conducive to having a reptile club so i promise we're listening just <laughs> super <laughs> interesting if this lizard grabs this fly in midair yeah i bred black soldier fly larva so i'm a little i'm a little advanced past this stage but i get it you're in your infancy stage of the black soldier oh, fly I, larva. I had a whole cup of larva a while back and then i came in here for a podcast one night and i was like what the fuck's that noise and I turned around they had all hatched so they they went straight to the freezer yeah <laughs> I was not going to have that thing open up in my house. They're really good for composting and they're really good for your garden. So if you're into gardening. It, just, it really throws you off when you like black soldier fly. You think fly and then you look at it and you go, that does not look like a fly. Right. That looks like it'll bite you. Yeah. But they don't. No, they just. Do you know why they're called black soldier fly? Why? Uh, because they make the soil acidic so that no other flies come around. Interesting. So they're soldier flies. They ward off other flies. Well, I need it to become food soon. You're welcome. Yep. Yep. Stupid stuff you didn't want to know, but you know now. <laughs> this skink is super, like... He's about it. They were not so much about the larva, but this thing flying around is like, no, nah, I'm about this. I know they weren't about the larva because this fucker got out of the cup and hatched out in the bo- Oh, he got it! He got it. He did? He caught it in midair. All right. Nice. It's, gone. Yeah. it's sweet. Gone. It's dead. No one else saw that in its horrible radio, but uh, <laughs> but he got it. So now we can move, back, move on. Um, you got to do better at commentating on that. I know. I, well, I was. <laughs> I, I didn't do a really good play by play. I turned around and just happened to catch yeah, him. Uh-uh. Your play by play was a little. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on it next time. Maybe when Katie comes up, she'll bring crickets for the uh, chameleon and we can do a play by play over the chameleon there thing. There you go. Oh. 
Hey, next uh, up to bed is uh, Stripey. <laughs> oh, he's gone. <laughs> so one thing I think would be really good if y'all do chapters. There's a lot of like teachers and retired teachers that are also reptile people. Like retired teachers that are reptile people seem like they'd be great for something like this because they kind of fit in the whole wheelhouse of all of that. So that or current teachers. Jessica's a current teacher. I don't know why she chose middle school, but she decided. To oh fuck, herself. that's gross. That's got. I know. That's what I <laughs> actually, I think I like the middle school kids because no one likes them. That's why I like reptiles. No one likes. Them. Uh, no, no, no. Middle school kids. I like to make fun of them. They smell. They smell bad. Oh, they they don't know how to use deodorant, and they just smell horrible, and then their hormones. And well, you teach what freshmen and sophomores? Right? I teach freshmen. That's as close as you can get to middle yeah. school. That I'll be in middle middle school, but uh, I just oh. What subject do you teach? Biology. Okay, me too. <laughs> oh, can I do middle school though? Just they're not humans. <laughs> There's like a three year span where they quit being human. Like my, my son's the best though. He cooks his own food. He makes the best food ever, and he wears deodorant. He's like super clean. My thirteen year old's like that too. So that's yeah, it's crazy. Mine's thirteen. He won't leave the house if his hair's not fixed. Like he found out his sister was coming by a little while ago with her girlfriend and girlfriend's mom, and he's like, "Oh, God. he let her run upstairs and fix his hair." And I'm like, "Bro, it's your sister. She's she's eight years older than you. She's literally seen changed your diaper. It's okay." And he, he he hates it when I say that. Your sister used to change. No, she didn't. Yeah, yeah, bro, she did <laughs> a lot. I, I love watching your son get embarrassed. Oh, because it's, so, it's so, so many, so many things embarrass him. It's hilarious. Yes, everything. I just, I just embarrass my daughter. Yeah. I, Every time I show him something, I post it on Facebook when he was little. He's like, "Can you delete that?" Hell <laughs> no, no, I'm sharing. No. I'm gonna share it. Saving so this shit for when you finally have a girlfriend. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, my my daughter is twelve, so she's in middle. So she's in seventh grade. She don't, oh yeah, my son's twelve. Yeah, my daughter's turning nine this week or next week. So she is not the clean one, though. She's a nightmare. <laughs> so speaking of my daughter, last week on the show we talked about the fact that we found out she had a YouTube channel, and uh, I made the mistake of seeing how many followers she had versus our podcast. She has double the Way amount more. of followers our podcast has. <laughs> I've been doing this podcast for now 177 episodes for like three years. My daughter has a stupid YouTube where she doesn't do shit but makes dumb little real videos. She has like 400 and something people. We have like 250. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> one, of her, one of her videos has like 57,000 views. Wow. But I think that's just the music. I think whatever music she shows, some algorithm will like pump people there. But I'm like, what the fuck? That's funny. Apparently, now you have a producer for your podcast, Apparently, obviously. long format, somewhat informative yeah, podcast is not the way. We need to do a 30-second podcast with no real content whatsoever. And then we'll be great. Of course. Mm. And you call it butts. <laughs> 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 idiocracy? Yeah, I was about to say ass. This whole movie was called ass. Yeah, ass. Have you seen Idiocracy yeah. yet? I've not seen James. It. You have to watch it's that. It's the now, future. Man. It's now. It is where we're headed, man. I'm a teacher. I don't have Dude, to see that shit. So I see it every day. <laughs> Crocs gave the no. They used in the movie. Everybody wears Crocs. Yep. But it was before Crocs got popular, and they literally picked Crocs because they're like, no one, are, no one's gonna ever wear these ugly things. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Judge was on Joe Rogan about a year ago, and he's like, yes, I. So he said, I did not realize I was writing a prophecy. <laughs> he's like i just was like okay what is the stupidest thing that could happen that'll never happen and i just so that's what I'm, and now he's like everything is happening did you ever see the movie uh 20 years later don't look up oh yeah that one also i'm like that feels real yeah 
People would just simply. No, this one's even realer because it's literally like a prophecy for the future. Yeah, that's horrible. Really well, I, I always tell people so as a teacher, the scariest thing is I see the future and it's not fucking good. It's not it's, good. Oh, man. I've been in the schools for eight years now and I'm like, this is crazy. What's going on? And I work with elementary kids and I'm like, what in the world is happening? Oh, I blame their parents. So, uh, <laughs> so our, our buddy. Uh, from Lizard Morph said, just peel the shed off of it. That's how he gets, he gets all his views. He just peel sheds off bearded dragons that people go fucking ape shit and he gets a ton of views. <laughs> so Luke's got tons of views on Instagram for just peeling sheds off of bearded dragons. That's funny. People just tell, people yell at him. And people and just yell at him and tell him he's a horrible fucking human being for peeling a shed off of a lizard that's already Dude, losing the skin. The house next door to Russell's for rent. Why are you looking at real estate? I don't know. Because I could do two things at once. I'm having the conversation. <laughs> And I'm looking. Are you though? Absolutely. Oh, we were just talking about idiocracy. Are you though? He said ninety-three million. Redirected us like four times. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Luke, well, I do that a lot. Hold on, Luke said ninety-three. You have ninety-three million views total on a video or followers. I need to know what that ninety-three million is because either way, that number seems ridiculously high. Where we need screenshots. I'm looking it up. Is it because he shows his hot wife in the video? Because that would definitely change it. He has 170 subscribers. He says he loves being told by some cat lady in Kansas how to care for his for native animals. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not wrong. He does live in Australia with the bearded dragons. I mean, all the videos he has, you know, he's got a bunch of views. 93 million. On, he got 93 million on one reel. Oh wow! I, I've, I've seen crazy because people lost their shit on him peeling skin off of a, <laughs> of a lizard. Fucking. Fucking idiots! It's just pinned real on his Instagram. He's super proud of that one. Just that one real. Uh, so we'll get back in some. I want to go over the question that. Um, well, y'all proposed this question because we asked you for a question for this week, and and we got some good answers. It was uh, if you could choose one lesser known reptile species to raise awareness about, uh, which would it be and why? And there was a good one. Some some people didn't get the why. I don't know why it is. Every time we ask a question, there's a why at the end. They just like ignore it and just put a random. Anyways, so one being Sean Gray from Herps. He, he did that too. Uh, let's see. Jacob Adams said spider tail horn vipers. They're cool. I mean, I've never seen one in person. I know you only ever see the video of them wagging their tail and going, that's a weird ass looking snake. So I'd like to know more about them. Uh, Sean Gray, who also did not apparently get the assignment, said true Berber skinks. I don't know why. He didn't tell me. So I don't know. Way to go, Sean. Way to drop the ball. Uh, <laughs> our buddy Jason Brumley, I agree with this one. And this is one I... I don't know why it's not more popular in the hobby and it drives me nuts, but Angolan pythons because they're absolutely awesome and completely underappreciated. And I agree. Angolan pythons are amazing, yeah. but everybody ends up thinking that they're ball python. Like that's a ball python. I'm like it's not a fucking ball python. Not even close. Who do we have on that we interviewed at uh, Arlington and somebody said that because he does Angolans. Uh, Is it the same person we forgot last time? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep, I know. He, he was like, I know. I've seen him. He's We've like, I want to punch people when they say that. <sighs> It'll come to me halfway through this because it did last time. But I agree. Angolan pythons are a cool python. He's just got one of those names that just won't stick in my head. Uh, Lucas from over at the Retake Lounge said peacock monitors uh, because they're awesome, small, and beautiful. A lot of the mon small monitor species I wish were bigger so that some of the bigger monitor no. species weren't as big. I love dwarf monitors. I bred Gil and I for a long time. I know. I love them. I just I wish they like. Everybody's like, I, I like want a water monitor. I'm like, you don't want a water monitor. Stop that. Or like, I want an Nile monitor. No, you don't. Get a fucking small monitor lizard. It does the same. Well, it won't slice you open. Uh, I want Kimberly Rock monitors. I will. Who 
I love, yeah, I got to The name we can't Kimberly think of has Kimberly Rock Monitors, and we can't think of the name. Dude, this is going to drive me insane. I know. It's, I got it. I'm looking it up. Yeah. Fuck me. Uh, <sighs> I, I'm just going to blame Diabetes. Yeah, I got one that was a rescue. It had like some kind of, I don't know if it was a papillomavirus, but it kept getting some kind of wart on it. And it came to me in pretty rough shape, and he did he did all right for about six months, and then he mm. went downhill pretty quickly and passed Damn. away. Luke said he has Gillens. Gillenite are awesome. We get it, Luke. That was the Kim that I had that we had to mess up the the fung or the papilloma. We get it, Luke. You can own cool Australian shit, but you know what? Try and get a corn snake. <laughs> Do both. He, he can't get a corn snake because he's in Australia. Sucks to be you. Oh yeah, yeah, shit. He can't get anything. I, I say anything. He he, he can he get shingleback awesome. skinks and he can get amazing blue tongue skinks and he can fucking get a parenti if he wants I to. I just want to see a parentian person. Oh, I did at Iguana Land. Did you? Oh, did you yeah, they're freaking beautiful. They're the best. You didn't put his name in. What? You didn't put his name in the description of the show. When we interviewed him either. You just put, we were joined by Michael Pinnell, Phil Goss, Norm Barrett, and Casey Cannon. Did I not put? You didn't put his name in there. No, I think it's two different. Is it two different sets of interviews? What about fun now? I think it's two different sets of interviews. Oh, you got to scroll all the way back down there again. <laughs> Uh, our, our friend Megan said Abronia, uh, the cloud forest dragons of Central America. They're an endangered species on the verge of extinction due to habitat loss, illegal trade, poaching, and a very limited habitat range. Uh, the Dragon Conservation Project is focused on raising awareness for the species. I agree. Abronia are one of the prettiest lizards out there. It's like little tiny green dragons. They're amazing. Luke said he's sitting two feet from two lace monitors. Eh, yeah, well, lace monitors don't do it for me. Shut up. <laughs> don't be a hater. Just don't do it for me. I like them. <laughs> Lovely smonders. I don't I don't get the it's like especially don't get the obsession with Bell's face, but I think it's like like with my wife, everybody loves like black and white stuff or black stuff. So I guess that's what it is, but I think I like the Bells, but I like the the regular lace versus the Bells. I think the Kimberly Rocks are so much cooler. They're like it's everything they I love so in a monitor, cooler. but they can fit in your pocket. I had Pilbara. Pilbara were cool, Those but they cool. bite the shit out of you. Brett <laughs> Brett Bender. My God. Why can't so I remember that? I can't remember it. Bender. Bender. Brett Bender. Bender from... Brett Bender. Bender. Yep. yep. Oh, so... Because uh, I'm going to... I know what you're thinking. So Futurama has episodes out again on Hulu. And uh, so we were playing Fortnite with my daughter last night. I was playing Fortnite. And you can get a Bender ray gun. And all I could think was yelling at kids, bite my shiny metal ass. But <laughs> everybody that watched Futurama. Uh what? I was trying to go. I was trying to figure out where you were going with that. And I was like, "Oh, Bender, Bender Futurama. Futurama. I get yep. it. Yep. I put it together. She, she made the circle." Uh, Ashley Howdy said, "Earless monitors. They look prehistoric, similar to Croc skinks in personality, though. Uh, they're cool, except for the fact they're not supposed to be here, uh, and they've caused a lot of issue by being here legally. But they're a really cool lizard." Uh, Carl England said, "Woma pythons. Woma's mm, cool." I mean, they'll eat fucking anything by evidence by the video of the photo that went around like two years ago of it eating a snake hook. Nathan said two Ataras. I agree, Nathan. Two Ataras are amazing. And they have their own their own group of reptile. They're not a lizard. They're around at the age of dinosaurs. Yeah, and there's awesome. like two species in New Zealand and no one ever knows about them. Literally. I was going to say, whoever's seen one though, that's what I would like to see. Right. Yes. Every video is just him peeling skin off. Of Luke? 
he's trying to he's chasing he's chasing that high trying to get back to 93 million views they say don't peel bearded dragon it hurts them jeez you people hey hey luke have you tried peeling thanks a, gary this was fine to remove we know our animals thanks try peeling a monitor lizard or try peeling a yeah. blue tongue scene maybe you just gotta change the animal that's what it is that's hilarious or like if your wife gets sunburned <laughs> peel some skin off your wife that'll get you some views yeah <laughs> just, just trying to help you out luke just just get some views there uh anyways nathan's right tuatars are awesome if anybody out there listening doesn't know what a tuatara is uh look up tuatara like they're they're an unassuming animal because it's going to look like yep. a weird little lizard but it's not a lizard they're awesome <laughs> luke said not gotta peel them all for pokemon gotta peel them all. <laughs> God, okay luke, luke we've got to make you a shirt <laughs> I was like peeling. It's gotta look. Oh, I gotta figure it out. Like, like dress you up like uh, Ash from Pokemon, peeling a like a Charizard or something, and just gotta peel them all. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Oh, Australians can't live with them. I'm, just, I'm gonna leave it there. Oh, we want all their lizards. I do want their lizards. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. Do Timothy that peel an adult scrub python. Go for that. That'd go well. Uh, Jeremy Humphrey said giant Madagascan hognose snakes or false water cobras. Uh, neither are super rare, but there's a ton of misunderstanding and misinformation about them. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, ho- giant hognose kind of get big in the hobby, just depending on who's in charge of the laws in Madagascar. So like when the laws say, Hey, you can export stuff. There's a shit ton of hognoses that come over to the U S and then when they close borders, we don't see them again, but those are cool. False water cobras, yeah, it's just it's a big, uh, slightly venomous snake that I think scares a lot of people. And it's a big snake. Yeah, it is. It's a big snake. Uh, Ash, I'm not going to mess up. This was the one that you commented on because it's a snake you've been looking for. California Mountain King Snakes. Uh, she says, because as a Forest Service employee, I see so many of them getting killed by ignorant people who think they are killing a coral snake. I'd love to breed them, but they're not legal to sell and require a permit to keep here in California. Not in Texas. We just do they have they have coral snakes out there in California? I guess so. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Do they? I don't think they do either. So if people just kill them, think they're coral snakes. They're not even from there. Uh, no. The closest ones would be in Arizona. That'd be like killing like a water snake in Wisconsin and going, "Oh no, it's cottonmouth." Right. Okay. So yeah, people are just dumb. Got it. Okay. Well, that's we established that. that. You know. Okay, I don't know what this one is, so I'm gonna have to. Uh, copy and paste this and figure out what this animal is because they do. Uh, da, 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 da. Chinese crocodile lizard. Oh, that's I've seen pictures of these that's before. Cool, yeah. That is a cool one. That came from uh, Rick Nichols. That's a cool one. That's one you don't really see in the trade. I don't. Maybe it's a protected thing. It is Chinese, and a lot of the Chinese animals are protected. So, but that's a cool one. So if y'all okay, Savannah, if you had to pick one that you feel is underappreciated that needs to be out there more, which one would it be? Oh, I didn't make up this question. Jessica did. I don't have an answer for this question either. I just wanted to see what other people thought. <laughs> I didn't smart. even think of one. Oh my gosh, that needs more. Oh, see, I don't know. I think that I I feel like personally that that's the, the the really sad part of what we're facing is is that every reptile that is in that position really should be on that list. Because I feel like all reptiles are so overlooked. But my personal favorite is always the Florida gopher, gopher tortoise. I can't I help myself. It's just, I it's just what I grew up with before. And I don't see them as much anymore. And them being a keystone species and 
it, it, it providing refuge for 320 other species is really big for me. I know that they're not like super rare yet, but they're getting there. Yeah. I, uh, gopher tortoises almost made me break a federal law. Uh, I found a gopher tortoise on my college campus in Alabama and Troy, Alabama, and it was like smack dab in the middle of campus and I knew what it was and I grabbed it. And for a little point there, I was like, you know what? I could keep this. And I was like, nope, that can never show anybody. And so then I took it out to some land that our college owned that had a whole bunch of gopher tortoise holes on it. That was way out away from everybody. I'm allowed to go out there, but God, I wanted to keep that tortoise so bad. Like me with the Texas tortoise a few weeks ago. I would love to have kept that thing. Yeah. Can't do that. Can't do it. Nope. It had to go to a, to a, um, preserve. Yeah. All right, Jessica, you had time. Um, well, actually like, I just kind of want more attention brought for like native, just like you were talking about with the coral snake, there's not even one there. I don't understand why kids are not taught to at least be able to identify, like, why is that not part of our curriculum to be able to identify the common snakes in your area? Yeah. Because we see that so often here. Like, I mean, every, I can't even tell you how many people send me pictures of dead snakes and they're like, Oh, what kind of snake was this that I killed? I'm like, what does it matter? You killed it already. (laughs) All the time. So I don't understand why that's not really something that's taught at a young age. If you live amongst these animals, why are you not taught to identify at least the ones that are the most common? So that's funny that I had someone on my friends list uh, say something about uh, post that stupid fucking picture of the copperhead with all the babies that were also dead next to it that gets posted I every mean, time. I yeah, sent that like awful. 10 times in the last two days. Anyway, they posted that and then someone said on their thing said that they have rattle pilots snakes and they are very poisonous and they're littler than a pencil. And I'm like, the fuck is that? How did you even make that up? That's but what I don't understand. Then, how, how do people even come up with that? So my, my friend said, the friend that she commented on there said that uh, she's referring to most likely pygmy rattlesnakes and i was like yeah. first off i've never heard that name and second off most of what you're seeing as a pygmy rattlesnake is not a fucking rattlesnake yeah right you know how many people actually find pygmy rattlesnakes well my 10th grade um geometry teacher posted that the other day it was like good information everybody and a couple people had already commented and one lady was like yeah we killed three water moccasins in our yard this week and she posted a picture and i'm like those are three plain belly water snakes <laughs> um were three plain belly water snakes they're completely harmless but every time you kill one you open up a spot for a water box and move right in there and yeah. uh it's really just ignorance too because yeah. i mean one of the one of the kids actually our winner um for the reptile youth alliance he's nine years old and he did his project on like dangerous rep, like the danger of reptiles. Are they as dangerous as we think? And he had a lot of good like comparisons on there. Um, and one, my favorite one, I can't remember which, which animal he paired with it, but it was a cell phone of how many people die from selfies. And because the excuse you get all the time are, oh well, I have kids, so I can't take that risk of letting the snake be in the yard because of the kids. But I'm like, well, you let your kids get in cars, you let your kids use cell phones like why are you not teaching the same kind of respect with these animals that you do with everything else well the odds are that a stray dog will wander into your yard and attack your kid before a snake will absolutely or a squirrel (laughs) our squirrels are super aggressive (laughs) but but you fucking tell someone that and and they just again you've got to get to them when they're young and convince them when they're young like y'all are doing it's it's you know so we do a lot of shows uh, reptile shows especially with robert he vends a lot of shows and there's a ton of vendors out there i say a ton there's there more than should be vendors out there that don't like when kids are around like they don't 
like kids coming to shows. They don't like it. But I'm like, that. this is your chance to try and fix the dumbass adult that just came by and said the stupid shit to you. Yeah. Like, you can try and make sure that this kid doesn't become that dumbass adult. Like, be... Be a uh, useful part of the hobby and, and educate them. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of fucking annoying kids. And again, I'm a parent and a teacher. I know kids are fucking annoying. And sometimes you just got to like tell them to go away. But uh, yeah, try and up the ones you can. Don't They're not all bad. Uh, you got to get to them early or else they start saying things like fucking whatever pilots, whatever Pontius Pilate snake. I don't know whatever fuck <laughs> they saw in their yard, but. Uh, I've had a couple people lately try to convince me or whatever bull crap that is. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned uh, Joe Rogan. One of the there was a guy that was on there that did a bat conservation, yeah. and he got a lot of flack because he used to go off with the poachers, and he ended up like, you know, really uh, coming to their their senses and real. I mean, that's what, the whole thing is is that people hate that because they want to hate it. It's because they've been instilled this and. And even like destruction of the land and, and destruction of the animals. I think if people really understood what they were doing and how they were harming themselves, because let's be frank, people only really care about themselves. I think then they can really see how these animals benefit them. So when I'm talking to adults, I try to bring up Ozempic as a good one that I bring up. That's the new diabetes drug that all the famous uh, ladies are getting really skinny on. Mm-hmm. And that is a synthesized peptide found in Gila monster venom. We also talk about like uh, cancer markers, like the genetic cancer marker we found in leopard geckos. They can now test for talk about axolotls and regenerative property and being able to regenerate. Yeah, but they're fucking aliens. Those aren't those aren't animals. Those are fucking aliens. And our government has confirmed that we have aliens. Those are the aliens. Uh, One of our one of our kids did a project on like the like and she was she's only eight and she did this project. So cute. And it was on like how aliens might be have the same characteristics as um, reptiles. It was really cute. And I thought it was so like so innovative see i think i think there's a reason axolotls are only found in one lake in mexico it's because that's where they crash landed yeah <laughs> well they're in underwater estuaries a few well there's the the thing that gets me is there's that whole thing where they did a scientific thing where they they cut the head off of one soda onto the body of another and it rewired the nervous system to that head yeah oh it's fucking weird. I like that one. I'm gonna have to use that one. The kids will freak out. That's like a, that's a zombie axolotl. Yeah. <laughs> so well, jo- I think the whole thing is is I try to or we try to kind of you know we try to see where we can find common ground. Is it showing how reptiles benefit your life site, you know, scientifically, or how they affect the environment around you and other animals you might might like so we're not asking people to say hey you should have a pet snake we're just asking people to say hey we understand how these animals are beneficial in and make an impact on our environment and on our on us and how you know like jessica was saying lack of funding is really hurting conservation and reptiles and in research and reptiles they get totally overlooked and overshadowed and you can't like jessica said you can't even add any of these animals to invade or endangered species list unless there are studies done on them and if there's no money for these studies then you can't the lack of population or the decline of population and so your studies aren't accurate and you aren't able to get the resources and the funding and even just like the name itself as an endangered species because of lack of funding yeah my favorite one is the eastern diamondback that's my favorite species ever and it was petitioned in like 
2012 to be added to the threatened species list. And then FWC did an assessment from 2013 to 2016, so three years. But for the Eastern Diamond, they did it on four snakes, but for the Eastern Diamondback, they did not require pictures from citizens who like saw, who reported sightings of the Eastern Diamondback. And their reason was they thought that most people can identify a rattlesnake, but that is not true at all. I mean, it could be true if it was an adult, like out in the middle of the road and they can see the rattle, but like a baby or a juvenile, like where you can just see part of the snake. Most people, I mean, There's I my mic. Know. Okay, good. I don't know. If, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. James knocked his mic off. I don't know if y'all can see him over there. Um, like literally just <laughs> dropped it. So uh, you guys are doing great. Y'all are doing great carrying the show right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyways, like if if that that data, I don't even think is accurate to begin with. But even if it was accurate, the assessment ended in 2016 and it's still under review. So Florida changes with development. We're developing so quickly in Florida. Even if that data was accurate, it's not relevant anymore. So, um, and I feel like reptiles. That happens with a lot of reptiles. Well, my problem, and it goes back to something like we talked about with the AZA earlier. Uh, some conservation moves have led to what I think a detrimental uh, aspect of trying to save animals. Like, go, go Fiji banded iguanas, right? Mm-hmm. Our country's like, oh, yeah. we cannot bring Fiji banded iguanas into the country. Well, fuck, if we just bred the ones here... We could fix like that wouldn't be a problem. Like we could bring those or so I have Louisiana pine snakes. Louisiana pine snakes are protected. And AZA zoos, there were a handful of them. We were one at one point and then they took them away from us anyways. If you were to put those pine snakes in the hands of several uh breeders, yeah. They would do so much. I'm not saying the zoos aren't breeding some and they're doing well, but there are breeders that would have done so much better and produced so oh, many cool. more because they they can do that. Yeah. And we it, talked to um, Mike Stefani from Mike's Monitors. Yeah. He, he's been really such a good um, guy for the Reptile Youth Alliance. He's so helpful. Um, and he did a video for some of our kids. And um, that was one thing he said. You know, he's been breeding monitors. And he said the problem with a lot of zoos is they have to – he gave an example of um, a zookeeper who posted and said that they – I can't remember what kind of monitor. I'm not a monitor girl. I like snakes. <laughs> Um, um, was really like they couldn't get it to eat. And he's like, well, this is what you need to do. You need to dip a pinky and some egg yolk and that monitor will eat. And the zookeeper's like, oh, okay, but I have to run it by my board first and they have to approve it. And Mike's like, well, that animal doesn't have time for that. Like it's going to die. And I think with private keepers, like there are private keepers who dedicate themselves to just one animal. Whereas in a zoo, like it's not that way. They... There's the zookeepers have to work with usually several different types of animals and it has to go from one person to another person to another person. And I think that the care, um, when you're dealing with such, such specialized species like reptiles, gets yeah, kind of lost in the, in the notes. So <laughs> if I have a question about say Colodes, I'm going to either Brittany Reed or Dave. Yeah. I'm not calling a zoo. Yeah, right. You know, I'm I'm going to these people that I know that have dedicated themselves to this species. Well, like I said, the if I have a question about breeding Louisiana pine snakes, we're going to knock on what's yeah. Thar- Theron breed. Look, the guy I got my Louisiana pine snakes from 
is great at it. And the state wouldn't let him breed pine snakes for them to release. Because that was the whole thing. The zoos were breeding them. And then they released them to Louisiana. But they won't know the blood and this and that. And like, Theron can tell you what road he picked off that parent or grandparent 20 years ago when it was legal. He can tell you where it came from. Yeah. Uh, but they won't, you know, they want to follow the certain paperwork for certain bloodlines. And you can do that in captivity. And look, it's not just zoos. Like, I'm not, I'm not bad mouthing zoos because I love zoos and I used to work for zoos. It's also yeah. the fucking hobby because we talk about it all the time with Bolins. We have fucked ourselves out of trying to breed Bolins yeah. by pricing them at fucking 10 grand a piece, right? No one can afford to have a breeding collection of Bolins to try and produce right. Bolins because you can't afford 40 grand for two no. pair. Like, so we've got to just get smarter about that yes. shit. Yeah. Well, and another one we talked to is uh, Matt uh, Baranak, and he works in uh, with Disney, right? Wasn't it Disney that he worked with Jessica at the conference? Yeah. He worked with. He but, had the he has yeah. the largest collection, and he was saying that <clears throat> it wasn't even like it. He had to actually go to the nutritionist, so it wasn't even the vet that could change the diet. Wow. It was the nutritionist. So you've got three different working parts that all have to come together and have to unlock at the same time to be able to change things. And you're also talking about people who are caring for animals in shifts versus being able to see their behavior, you know, 24 seven or be able to watch the different, you know, <clears throat> the different <clears throat> nuances of their behaviors. So and I'm not even it's not they're bad. Is that their hands are tied? It's the bureaucracy in it that sure. gets in the way a lot of times. And I'm not saying their vets are bad, but look, no. their, their vet may be an exotic vet, but that vet doesn't have 20 years' experience taking care of that animal and know the little things and tricks in here. That yeah, it may not be in some paper somewhere published, but because we're like know, the San Antonio Zoo is lucky because they have a vet who knows yeah. that. But that's that's not the norm. But like if you're talking to Mike about monitors, mm-hmm. he's got. Right. Decades of experience with monitors, he can give you the tricks to do stuff that a right. zoo may get well. Like dip it in an egg yolk. Yeah. Other zoos yeah, don't do that. Well, are willing to help, too. Like, I mean, the, a, a lot of the people that we know um, are so willing to help if, if if they could just be utilized, but they're not utilized, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I, I just I, I have a problem with the AZA. Look, I, I appreciate AZA zoos having certain standards because there are definitely some non-AZA zoos that should not be fucking open. I've been to some and they're horrible. But... They just the amount of red tape there on some of that stuff is just ridiculous. And like I said, when it comes to reptiles, because so many of those things are in some collection somewhere as a hobby, like we, we have figured out how to do that. And again, a lot of the legalities and other things like look, I so if we want to go with animals that need to have more that I think should be more uh talked about, I'll say mine, and that's Chinese alligators. I fucking love Chinese alligators. Uh I think that people are always amazed when they find out there's another alligator out there. That's not the American alligator. Mm-hmm. And I think Chinese alligator, I think as a pet, look, if we want to keep crocodilians as pets, stop all the other ones. Chinese alligators are perfect. Yeah. They're fairly calm. They're smaller. They're much easier to take care of. Uh, but you can't fucking own one. Can't. Nope. Even though down the road at the zoo, down from the road from us, there's like 40 of them. And I just want one of them. Just one. I tried. I tried. Look, we got a behind the scenes thing and nobody would throw one in a purse for me. I tried my hardest. <laughs> I've worked with Chinese alligators before and I fucking love them. But uh, but again, that's that's a legality thing that we can't do this and that. You know, the abronia, that's another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. abronia have been uh, illegally in the trade and all that. But if we could get some in legally, there are plenty of keepers out there that could breed, probably breed them and get us a good uh, stock of them in the country. And uh, 
you know, just pain in the ass. So hopefully with things like with y'all with the Reptile Youth Alliance, you can, you know, it may not change, unfortunately, in our generation, but hopefully it can get better in future generations. Well, it's gonna take, yeah, it's, it's going <laughs> to take people like you guys to do that. I think it will make a change in our generation as well, too, because the children have impact on their families. And we see a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily keep reptiles, but because their child is obsessed or love or, and they see their passion for, for the animals. Yeah, they see, it's like the, they see how it overlaps with science and genetics and all kinds of stuff. Um, that really, I think, pulls the parents in, too, because if they if they care about their kids, you know, academic um, success and they see, wow, my kid now knows a whole lot about genetics because he's really into ball pythons or leopard geckos. Um, you know, that kind of wins parents over. Well, like well. my wife, who apparently is not coming up here at any point, even though 730 is what she told me, uh, is going. She's taught third grade, but she's not teaching fourth grade this year. But she has. Uh, a corn snake in a room and a crested gecko in a room and a fat tail gecko in a room and a box turtle in a room. And like, she's had students go, we've seen the reptile shows come and get their first pet reptile. Um, and so that kind of stuff is, is, is really cool to be able to see these kids. And, and one thing we talk about at shows, you're starting to see more and more families showing up really buying are. their first pet, not so many of the tattooed weirdos that we normally know. It's, it's these, we sub- like them too. We like them too. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's these <laughs> suburban families. Cause this, look, the tattooed weirdos aren't the ones that are going to change the laws. Unfortunately, it, it's going to be these suburban families that look quote unquote normal that do have a bearded dragon or do have a crested gecko or do have whatever. Those are going to change. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian has a bearded gecko. Or a bearded gecko. She's probably typed that somewhere, Coyote Kim Kardashian. Not, not that we want to like totally promote, you know, whatever. Coyote Peterson was on an episode of The Kardashian. Gross. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's not bad. That's not bad. They're both gross, but <laughs> they both have to be following. So, you know. <laughs> and if you just. As long as the kids like leopard geckos, that's all I care about. Look at where you can get it. Maybe they can... she didn't balance on her booty though. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have gotten uh, more than the ninety-three million view uh, views that Luke got. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the next pulling shed video on the booty. <laughs> I, I just wish I wish we had a better look. I also used to work at PetSmart at one point and and big box retail pet stores. I wish we'd do a better job of having the right reptiles for sale. Um, there are plenty of great first reptiles. Look, I, I like beer dragons. They're not a good first reptile. They're just no. not. The I, setup for one is horrible. I was in ours yesterday. Today, they have a blood python. Horrible first. It's not a good first what? pet. Yeah. And it looks horrible. Like I thought about seeing if I could get them to give it to me. But then I was like, mm, I don't want another blood python. I had one before and I didn't like it. No. But I'm going to go back in a few days, and if it's still there, I'm going to see if... Every if, time I see... A, I won't keep it, but I'll find somebody that'll... Well, every time I see a chameleon in one of those, yeah. or I see... like I went into Pet Supplies Plus around here one day, and they had like four bearded dragons, five bearded dragons. I'm like, fuck. That's going to be five lizards that are probably not going to make it to adulthood. You know, that sounds bad. You know, we want to hope that everybody knows how to take care of them, but... And, and again, you see bearded dragons all the time, because we... we I say we, we as a hobby tend to put them out there as a great beginner pet, but those of us that really keep stuff know that they're not. They're they they're fine with, if you have the setup. They end up with someone like my cousin who thinks it's cute that her daughter was swinging their bearded dragon on the swing the other day in the backyard. And when I told her, I was like, "Hey, that," um, she's like, "Well, it seems to be to like it." 
How do you know? Like, I'm like, mm, I don't think it does. Where'd you get your uh, degree in animal it's behavior? Beard was all black, and I'm like, those are all signs that it is not happy. You know, fat tail geckos, great first pet. Leopard geckos, pretty good first pet. Uh, I even like. I think false Cuban anoles would yeah. would be great. Cuban false chameleons are my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. Those yeah. those would be so much better sold than panther chameleons or than uh, veil chameleons. Yeah, right. Okay. So much better, and they're and they're they're slower moving. They're not as the the they're calm. Yeah. They're going to survive the horrible keeping. You're probably going to do for the first month. Uh, but we don't sell those. We sell everybody goes. No, I want a chameleon. I'm like, but you don't. Fuck, I didn't want this chameleon until. The, so they fucking tricked nope. me into buying it. And now you're obsessed with it. It is a really cool chameleon. Yeah. But that's how Jessica and I met. I used to breed panther chameleons, and Jessica bought panther chameleons wholesale for her shop years ago. So we have we have uh, some friends that breed panther chameleons here in Texas, and they tricked me into getting this one. Uh, it's awesome. I love it. But uh, so, so you bred panther chameleons. That may be the worst part of this hobby, people wise. Uh, the panther chameleon community. Panther chameleon people? Oh my god, fucking horrible. They're horrible. I, I joined a couple of oh groups. It took me like ten minutes ten minutes to get banned from a group. Yeah. I had a block. What is it? The everybody likes that Peter guy, the yes. one guy. Yeah. He's such an idiot. Yes. He's never kept anything in captivity. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And he's never oh. been successful. He's seen things in the wild. And I'm like, why are we implementing take animals that pretty much he's going over veiled chameleons that typically live a season in the wild and die off during the dry season lee and amanda ready would love you right now they, yes they, they're not oh, the one night they're not in the yeah, chat right. so i i post a picture it, of my well, kid you know what it is is it's it's the one jerk that has two chameleons that holds him back and is like this is my three month year three month year old three month <laughs> old and i'm like no way I'm like, well, do you have more than two? How is that a three-month-old? <laughs> well, so, you know, or arguing, like, growth rates are different. I mean, it's just insane. I posted yeah, one picture. The heartbreakers of the reptile world. I posted Ugh. one picture of my enclosure after I finished it. Not asking for any tips. Nothing. Simply posted it. It's, oh. got, it's got fake plants in it. And they fucking killed oh. me. Oh, you should deserve to die now? It's going to eat it. It's going to die. Yeah, it's going to eat it and die. You know, like, they got me? I, I was taking... Photos of babies. A friend of mine was actually making these uh, driftwood plants that you could put in the enclosure with some live bromeliads on it. So I figured the waters would pool. They could drink out of the bromeliad. Yeah. I was trying to highlight the chameleon so I didn't have pothos. I always suggest every customer get a pothos, put it in the back. It'll vine up around it, and then they'll have more room. They complained that the plants weren't for Madagascar and there wasn't enough foliage. And they're like, when we don't see lighting, I'm like, well, I'm outside in Florida at a flea market. So I'm pretty sure they don't need a heat lamp. <laughs> it's, it's just, I just I know, yeah, they're the worst. It's insane. But it, it's worst. like, it's only like a small handful. They're just in every group. Yeah. And the then, same way with ball python groups and hog nose oh, yeah. groups. It's the same. Uh, the chameleons were worse. Though. It was oh. because I went and joined the groups just to see and to talk shit and get kicked out. And it worked. Yeah. Like, um, they freaked I've heard, I've heard hamster groups are the worst. Well, any road. What I saw in one of the chameleon groups is the other day, and I couldn't help but comment because it was a. I, I am not a fan of people that speak in absolutes. Uh, yeah. You speak in absolutes, it proves to me you absolutely know nothing. That's, that's, it's, but they were, they, they went on this big long thing and it said in there, you should never buy from a breeder if they say, I've been doing this for 20 years and it works. Or I've been doing it the same way for the last 20 years. And I was like, so you're saying I should not buy 
from a breeder that is successful. And they're like, well, things have yeah. changed in chameleon care in the last decade. Yada, yada. I'm like, but they're successful. And you're telling me I shouldn't buy from what kind of idiotic statement is that to say, like, what if what they were doing 20 years ago was fine? It's great. The animals are and they're still what they're doing now is fine. Uh, yeah. I just Yeah, they've created all these new rules that don't even matter. I mean, the things that they're putting out there are these crazy loop. I mean, it's like you gotta do like CrossFit five times and light a candle and sacrifice a lamb. And <laughs> well, they, they argue over when it's going to be fine. They are argue over when to water your chameleon. Like what kind of fucking argument is yeah. that? Just fucking miss the. You're saying like fog at night. I'm like, why would your animal want to be fogged at night? Like, like in what circumstances when, when moisture grows bacteria in darkness, why are we fogging? Cause it's just in the middle of the night while it's sleeping. It's like, Hmm. Let me lick this dew off this plant. Come on. Uh, pretty sure they just drink when they're thirsty. But I just love when they when when they would badmouth like the people I got it from. And I know Lee and Amanda. I'm like, yeah, you don't know these breeders. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyways, okay. yeah. I actually I blocked all those groups that I decided just to not sell to anybody in those groups. And the thing was that they were always trying to dick you down on price. And it's like you know what it takes to care for these animals. I mean, I literally lost thirty babies once. I had them out in their, um, I had their bin out in the sun, sunning them for like 30 minutes, came back and ants had gotten in the bin and eaten them all alive. Oh. I mean, this is three years of work, you know, it takes six months to 14 months to incubate in an egg. You know, you've got like what a three-year lifespan, four-year lifespan on a female. If she's actually like producing a lot of eggs and then you've lost it all in some ants. So, you know, somebody trying to get one for $125 is kind of a, like, nah, I don't think so. Well, panther chameleons are the only only animal I've seen. Well, tortoises too, sulcatas, where that people try to sell eggs. Yeah. Do sell eggs. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I understood that it was, you know, wrong and that that's not great. And then when they got their panther chameleon, Lee and Amanda gave them the bag with the egg in it. And I'm like, the egg is that small? And they're selling that to people to hatch, and they have to take care of that tiny chameleon. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. What? So it's like a couple yeah, of Tic Tacs large. Breeding yeah. fruit flies for your chameleon. Yeah, like go ahead, find pinhead crickets when that thing hatches like that. Yeah, because you don't and know yeah. when it's going to hatch either. It's just no, because it could be a year, or, or, when, you, or, be a, yeah. or when you forget about it on a shelf somewhere. Uh, yeah, I. Knowing how hard it is to take care of panther babies, I would say probably 95% of those eggs die. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's the whole point. But of the it. breeder made their money. I mean, unless they're really experienced, it's very difficult. Babies are a lot different to care for than adults. All of the same care information that they give you for adults is almost the exact opposite of what you do for babies. Yeah, you ours know, is almost a year old when we got it. With their babies, they'll dry out. Yeah, ours was almost a year old. Like, it was like... It, just looking at the size of a baby and how delicate they look at a baby and then what we got and I was like yeah no I would would not that's why I never that's why I'd curse them I was like I'm not doing it because we had had bad experience buying veiled like almost 20 years ago uh, way too small we found out later they were way too you know $20 veiled chameleons <laughs> and they were like just past hatchling and I was like not doing chameleons and then then Lee and Amanda talked us into it and like I said I love this one and it, it has not choked on any plastic plants yet so no no, and I think that that would be more common with like a, a veil because veils do eat greenery, That's but cool. panthers are not yeah. that dumb. And that I was the thing. Everyone's like, they'll eat them. And every picture someone tried to show of, of, of a chameleon eating greens was 
of it was availed. I'm like, y'all do realize I have a panther chameleon. And then we talked to Dr. Coke from um, San Antonio Zoo, and he said, yeah, if uh, if your panther's eating plastic plants and eating plants, there's something missing in the diet. That's not normal for them to do that. Right? Yes. So, anyways. That's it's the, the good old mealworm, you know, ate chewed through the stomach, you know. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've never seen the picture of that. Never. That's one of those things that superworms will eat through your. Okay, well, I just need to see a picture. Someone should. There's got to be a picture somewhere. That's like uh, your person in the neighborhood that said there were bears in the front yard of your neighborhood. Yeah. Then take a picture. Yeah. You, you know, I live in. We live south of Houston. A few weeks ago, we actually had someone in my neighborhood. Everybody's heard this that listens regularly, so I'm going to make it really short. Uh, her husband called her and said, I opened the front door just now and there were two bears walking down the road with two dogs. Yeah. With two dogs. And I closed the door and grabbed my pistol. And when I opened it, the bear was trying to get in the house and I thought I was going to shoot through the door. She was off somewhere house sitting for somebody. I think he was playing a joke on her and didn't realize she was going to go post this big, long thing on our everyone beware bears in our neighborhood. We don't have bears, but then it got into these people arguing with me, telling me, well, we have bears in Texas. And I'm like, yes, 500 miles away in the Trans-Pecos. And then like 350 miles away on the Red River, the very northeast border of Texas. Well, they they roam. I'm like, they don't <laughs> they fucking roam to south of. And then this, and the best part was this one guy really thought he had me. He's like, he posted, here's a link to bears found south of Houston. And I'm like, that's Houston, Tennessee. <laughs> and then he put he posted like three more and i'm like bro that's houston tennessee in the smoky mountains where bears fucking live and uh oh. then i was a bully i always end up being you're, called you're, a bully for telling facts, facts. yeah uh, people can't handle facts nowadays that's no, too much no no because everybody feels their opinion is all that matters because well, the problem is and like I, I i blame my parents and my generation and so the whole everyone's opinion matters. Not really. Not really. You can have your own opinion. That is a 100% fact. You can have your own opinion. Doesn't it doesn't always fucking matter. And it doesn't always no. make you right. Like it's. No. You, and so that's the problem where we live in. Everybody, if you disagree with somebody, you're a jerk. I'm like, well, no, you're just wrong. And you can't accept that you're wrong. Uh, Darren Watson says, do we have wolves in Texas? We did until we killed them all. And then now we have coyotes and people want to go. Coyotes are here. Well, no shit. You killed the wolves. <laughs> yeah, my my dad said I never told you that your opinion mattered. That's true. That's true. What do you think, Dad? That was pretty parenting there. That's quite true. That's good parenting. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, that's off of my soapbox of stupid shit. Um, I wanted to let's see. I do want to go over some of the stuff over on our discussion page. Pull that out. So I'm gonna do do what Chris. I'm gonna make sure I do this uh, so that Chris Eaton doesn't yell at me for talking about shit that's not on the screen because he always wants to. Talk shit because I don't put stuff on the screen. There, I just renewed my StreamYard permissions. Like, oh, I saw your name didn't show up. It's yeah. like 15 steps to go tell it yes. <laughs> also, uh, anybody out there that listens to Snakes and the Fat Man? Um, like, I'm not one to pray because uh, it's a different conversation for anything else. But uh, send, send thoughts. And if you want to message Chris Eaton, he's going through some uh, some stuff right now. He's posted it on Facebook, so I don't feel bad talking about it. But uh, yeah. And he's literally one of the best people you could hope to know. He is. If, if you've listened to Snakes and the Fat Man, you're like, he must. he's probably a jerk. He's really not. The uh, The guy you hear on Snakes and the Fat Man is that's not. That's that's Snakes and the Fat Man. Chris Eaton is it's amazing. It's like person. the Howard Stern character. That's what I think it is. That's what go. it reminds me of. And I love Howard Stern. I like that whole shtick. Yep. So uh, 
hopefully he's gonna pull through everything great and uh i won't have to make wheelchair wheelchair jokes about him for the rest of his life but you know if that happens i'll make sure to make some you already started so don't pretend that like yeah, yeah but we weren't live when he did that that was just us well, he's brought it on himself at this point so yeah. it's fine and he'll laugh and he'll make it himself <laughs> but, i don't know if he'd do that right now but you know but uh so Warm thoughts out there for Chris Eaton. But here, I put on the screen. So the things that we have uh, that got over in our discussion group. Cynthia Cortez posted this. It's a uh, breaking news. Scientists are standing by the discovery of a 140-million-year-old fossil of an ancient four-legged snake species in Brazil. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those that don't know, snakes and lizards are in the same group. They're both squamates, and they were related. And uh, if you've ever owned a ball python or a boa, and you saw the little spurs on the back of their body... Uh, those are remnants of legs. Those it's the pelvic girdle. There were legs there at one point. Um, that's a lot like uh, whales. Like I, people are always amazed to find out that whales have hips, hip bones. Yeah. Uh, my kids every time I talk to them that they go to, they start to picture a, a whale with legs. I'm like, no fuckers. It's, I don't say fuckers to them, but I think it. Uh, they want to picture a whale with legs. I'm like, that's not what it was. It's not what it was. Oh yes, Luke. Pirate jokes. Oh, we're still making pirate jokes. <laughs> if he if he loses a leg, it's happening. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, Nathan Holcomb is a door. It's a little alligator. Someone fucking with a big, it's people fucking with it's Florida. You know what? Y'all live in Florida. Y'all understand. Don't blame Florida. It's, it's probably some transplant. It's Florida. You guys are dealing with the same thing in Texas. No, our people in Texas want to go alligators. I didn't know we had alligators. Yeah. They didn't show up until the hurricanes brought them here. Our friend Megan, <laughs> who lives 10 minutes South of us, uh, she runs a little, an organization. Well, her business, I guess, Lone Star Snakes. And then she relocates and does educational stuff. Like she, you guys would actually probably get along really well. Yeah. Cause she does a bunch of educational stuff anyway. Um, and she puts on the world reptile day. We have, we did it last year in October and did it again this year, a big event. And it was a lot bigger last year than I expected. Yeah, it's it's going to be even bigger this year. Um, in her neighborhood group, some lady was trying to tell her the alligators didn't live in Texas until Hurricane Harvey in 2017 when it flooded and they all swam in here. Yeah, that's when we got them. Yeah. But and I'm like, hmm. That's when they showed up in every single body of water in East Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So, because the lady had never seen them before then, so that meant they didn't exist here. Of course not. But yeah. My dad said, I'm going to build a house where alligators live and then bitch about them being there. Right. That's, that's here. That's, that's, oh, that's I, got, I got into an argument with a lady just recently. Um on a post about gators and she was trying to tell me that the gators were responsible for the panther mortality (laughs) and i was like and i just happened to get like panther mortality um reports into my email (laughs) i was like no "No, it's cars it could not possibly be roads and loss of habitat that cannot be it it must be the It must be the animal that's been here for millions of years. I just watched a few weeks ago. I think it was on Amazon Prime Video. It was a, might have been on Disney Plus. It's a um, about uh, like a documentary about Florida Panthers, and it's super interesting. But yeah, almost every one of them, the mortality was cars. Yep, almost every one. So what happens when you build roads through everywhere they live? Yeah. It's crazy how that well, happens. Well, that's what happens when your Florida Department of Wildlife Commissioners are land developers. So. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. I ask is why would land developers want to be wildlife commissioners? And it's not a bipartisan issue. I mean, it is a bipartisan issue. It, it doesn't matter what party is elected. Those are appointed officials because of money. Oh, so yeah. that's that, this is unrelated, but related. So uh, I still follow my old school district in Louisiana, and they had a vote tonight, the school board meeting. 
uh, if they were going to allow students to dye their hair. Uh, background on me, when I was in high school, uh, I did a stupid thing. My dad's in the chat. He'll make fun of me. But this is the one time I was very surprised he stood up for me. Uh, I did. I dyed my hair lime green. Actually, it was lime green highlights. It wasn't even all my hair. It was just highlights that were bright lime green. Highlights. And uh, I got suspended. And my dad, they sent me to ISS. My dad had to come to the school. And my dad called me fucking stupid for doing it. But uh, I came to school. Because you were? Yeah, it was fine. He, he came to school and he defended me to the principal. He's like, what's the purpose? Because there are girls walking around with fake hair that was colored purple sure, and blue. Sure. And he wouldn't touch that. But uh, so my dad defended me on that one. They ended up sending me to get my my hair dyed at the, we had a play, like a beautician school, like what your daughter went to, mm-hmm. but on our campus. And they dyed my hair to a natural color, which by the way was carrot top orange. <laughs> so went from green highlights because their argument was the green highlights are distur- distracting in class. Yeah. I'm like, I look like Carrot Top now. What the f- this is fucking distracting. Right. I'm going to walk around my box of props. This and- fucking backfired on y'all bad. <laughs> right. But to them, it was a natural color. It's like when they make, you know, girls, their shorts can't be above the knee because it distracts the boys. Maybe teach the boys not to be pervs. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It could be above. Now, as a teacher, above the knee is one thing. Just below the crotch is a completely different yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but. Uh, there has to be some decorum. So the school district that I left in, uh, in Texas, but the school district, they had a vote and it, it, it won by five to four. And, uh, the, one of the guys arguing it on the board is a fucking moron. Just like with the land of, he's, he shouldn't be on an education board. He has no idea what's happening in a school. He's making decisions for a school and he has no, his whole thing was that, uh, basically by not allowing them to dye their hair, it will fix, uh, behavior issues. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Because the – oh, and bullying. Uh, by not dyeing their hair, it'll fix bullying issues as well. Because, you know, the ones that dye their hair are the assholes that are picking on people. Uh, but I was like, just shut the fuck up. Like, if that's your wow. biggest problem is that they dyed their hair, at least they showed up to school. That's that's my right. problem. I just need them there. So, yeah. you know, I think actually it, it, in reality we've reached a point where – we probably as a society should not give a shit what color people's hair hair is. You know, we we grew up in an age where like if you if you work a job, you got to look look a certain way. And I still I dress yeah. a certain way because I'm a teacher and I want to. But like I've got teacher friends who have tattoos, and so many of them have to cover their tattoos up at work. I'm like, the fuck? Why? Why? There's we need to normalize some of these things and yeah. blue hair. Just normalize fucking. It's not changing the part. Like well, they're, the, they're a functioning person. The the sheriff's office that I used to work for. They may, if you have visible tattoos, they these guys are out here in the middle of summer directing traffic on a freeway in long sleeve polyester uniforms, and they're one of the only departments now that's making them cover tattoos. Still, um, I just saw where Slide LPD now will, they wouldn't even hire an officer with with it. if you had a visible tattoo you can get hired, and they're like shit we can't find any police officers. Okay, you can have tattoos now. Yeah. Um, so because like a uh, friend of mine, he's my size, works for the sheriff's office, and I see him out there and. Ugh. Long sleeves, and I'm like, dude, he's gonna die. It's 195 degrees out there. Look, I get if it's an offensive tattoo cover, but if it's just a fucking tattoo, mm. yeah. anyways. So that the whole going back to the land developers not shouldn't be in charge. This person should be in charge of a school board. That's what got me thinking about that guy. I'm just like the fuck, people just making decisions about stuff they don't understand. Um, I think that's politics in general. It's funny because um, I have uh, family members from a small town, and they were talking about this guy that just got elected, and he was like. Uh, one of the one of my aunts was his uh, his tutor, and she said he couldn't even pass his pass his math class. You know, the kid's a total moron, and now you've got him in charge of all the. You know, you're like, what what position did you put him in? I'm like, well, I guess he must be easily manipulated by somebody. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how that shit works. I, eh. Anyways, back to some of the things over here. We'll go back to some happier stuff. Uh, Texas Carpet Fest. So they used to have Southern Carpet, Carpet Fest, and it was held in Texas. And because uh, if you listen to Morelia Python Radio, they've had Northeast Carpet Fest. I think they go on number 10, maybe 11. I can't remember what it is now. Um, and they used to have Southern Carpet Fest. It was in Texas and it went away for a while. Well, they're bringing back Texas Carpet Fest this year. We may have to go over there and get like a hotel room and, and go to it. I think I have a show that weekend. Okay. Man. You may have a show. I may have to go over there by myself because I think Katie's busy too. October 14th. But it's going to be in Reptilandia. I know. Uh, oh, no, I don't have a show that weekend. Sweet. We can go. So I'm on my calendar right now. It's going to be in Reptilandia in Johnson City on Saturday, October 14th from 2 to 11. Do not bring an animal. Don't 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 do it. <laughs> don't bring an animal. You're going to a zoo. Don't fucking bring it. It's the same as what drives me nuts when you go to a reptile show and someone comes to a reptile show with their animal. Why the fuck did you bring? What? Why? You're coming to a place full of animals with people that breed animals. They don't give a shit about your animal. We already have. Don't bring an animal. Stop it. Don't be that person. But if you're in the area or if you're not in the area, fly down, drive down, whatever. Come to Texas Carpet Fest. It's going to be a great uh, great thing. They're going to have barbecue. You'll get to see Reptilandia, which just the pictures I've seen. I watched some videos the other day of them releasing some animals into the new exhibits. And someone made a perfect comment. I put Reptilandia in his location. It took me to Costa Rica. I'm like, that's <laughs> wrong the one. one. Uh, but I, I watched some of the, the videos of them putting the animals in exhibits. And someone had a perfect example. It's, it's like just releasing them into the wild. Some of those exhibits are so great. And they're so huge. Uh, like I said, our buddy Jason went and took pictures. And they're so huge. Um, go to that. August 14th. Put it on your calendars. Come to Reptilandia. Go to Texas Carpet Fest. You don't have to keep carpet pythons to come hang out. It's just reptile people. So come do it. Uh, da, 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 da. Bryce Halford said he found an older book on par- parasites. That's kind of cool. Understanding reptile parasites. As someone who collects books and never reads them, as this book with shelf behind me shows, uh, I like the book. I'd never read it, but it would go on my bookshelf with all the rest of the reptile books that I've never read that I think are pretty on my shelf. See what else we... Oh, someone posted... I've seen this before. The box turtle with the water on its shell like it's Blastoise. Mm-hmm. It's a funny one. This one got floated around. The guy opened his door and a snake bit him on the head. And then <laughs> yeah. he like freaks out and falls down. <laughs> he hurt himself way worse yeah, it's than like, he did it's with a, the snake bite. A rat, rat snake bit him on the head and he freaks out. It's hilarious. Uh, another one, Joe Smith posted <clears> this. <throat> did you see this one? The Texas Indigo eating the Western Diamondback? I did. Such a badass snake. Oh! Travis Wyman posted this one. Thanks a lot, Travis. Now there's another Samboa species that I want. So they did, they've rediscovered a new species. Anyway, they've rediscovered that a species exists called the, I guess it's Gubon or Gubin, Gubin, whatever, Samboa. Is it a live bearer or is it an egg layer? It doesn't say here. Ooh. Um, it look, mm, I don't know. I mean, it definitely could be either one because there are two species of Samboa that do give, do lay eggs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But now I want it. Now, by looking at it, I'm hoping that it is a live bearer, and then I will love it the best of all of them. I don't. I, I'm missing a handful of Samboa species. This now adds to the list, and so now I'm missing slightly more than a handful now. So, if anybody wants to sneak this one into the country and get it to me, I'm all for it. I need this. Uh, also, just I'm going to give you my shopping list. Uh, anybody out there? I need a captive bred. Uh, uh, oh, Saharan Samboas. Take some captive red Saharan Zambos. I don't want wild caught. I know they're out there. I know you can find them for cheap. I'm not asking for those. I don't want them. Uh, I need Arabian Samboas. Look, I only know one guy that actually breeds them. None of the rest of y'all can help me with that one. So anybody listening, if you have them, I'll take them. But Arabian Samboas, those are the ones that look like sock puppets. They're fucking amazing. Uh, 
I'm missing. Oh, what's the one? It's a weird name and it's kind of brownish. Oh, fuck. It escapes me. But that and then now this one. <laughs> so, yeah. What? So the Wikipedia entry for that Samboa, the Eryx borei. Yeah. Is a species of snake in the fam- family Boidae. The species is endemic to Somalia. That's it. That's all the information. Well, because if you read this, uh, it was first uh, expl- described 120 years ago. And that's it. <laughs> like it's a- On iNaturalist, it is a species with zero observations. This is the first picture of a live that's one crazy. that they have. So, yeah. So, nobody knows. Yeah. So. It's also in Somalia. So, I guess I'm imagining it's not a super safe place to walk around and find a Samboa. Because I don't think Somalia is one of those really friendly places. Yeah, no. Um, no. But now, but now I want this one. Why can I not think? Of, I mean, you know, what, think a good video though. You go risking your life for that particular sample. Do it. That is true. Next the problem is no one would ever see the video because I'd be dead. Duh. No, it'd be like the Blair Witch Project. Just, <laughs> see? Somebody would stumble upon it with your remains. Just standing and in the And then the new species will be in abundance and we'll just name it after you guys. It'll just be the, it'll be called the gumbo. <laughs> uh, j- the j- j- I never know how to pronounce this. Javelin? Javelin Sambo. That's one I'm missing. And the Tartar Samboa. I'm missing that one. But I got, I got Kenyans, Russians, Indians. Rough scales. I think I'm good right there. There's a few more I need. Oh, Sean's mom just shared the copperhead on the oh. lid. Okay. At least it's not bad. I've seen before where it's like, uh, look at the the nursing or whatever. Where it's like, look at these yeah. babies nursing on the mama. I'm like, fucking, I hate people. Uh, and then our buddy Travis also posted a, a paper on the genetic basis for faculative parthenogenesis in Drosophila. I, uh, thanks, Travis. I guess. Thank, thanks. You, you know, I don't fucking understand that. I mean, I understand Drosophila is a fly, and I understand faculative parthenogenesis, but um, yeah, that's good. Thanks. Now I need you to go back and explain what the fuck it means. You know that it's your job, Travis oh, Wyman. Boys. Travis, your job is to dumb down all the scientific articles you give us. You failed at your job. Because I don't know what that means. Anyways, that was that was our update on things that got posted over on our discussion page. I was really hoping my wife would come up here at some point. It's been an hour and thirty six minutes, and she didn't. So, sucks to be her. She was texting you a minute ago. So yeah, she told me that what she was talking about was important, but it's Girl Scouts. It can't be that important. I mean, it's not cookie season. <laughs> if it's not cookie season. It's not important. <laughs> I, it's the only time that they do anything that I want. I mean, she lost two potential buyers here, so Fuck. we're not buying cookies now. Dude, if they come back with those raspberry cookies next year, did you get those? I so at those the, were mail order, weren't they? At the Polk County Pagan Festival, the little girl had some samples. Oh, so I can't sell you some, but you can try them. I'm like, that's the best cookie I've ever had. Can I have a couple more of those? Yeah, they were only mail order. Oh my god, they were, and good. it was fucking like shipping on those things. Was, the whole thing was ridiculous to yeah. be able to. You had to order a case, and uh, yeah, that's why I was like, why would you do that? Why would you make a mail order only Girl Scout cookie? Like, yeah, you're just wasting money. Yeah. Uh, they're delicious. They're yes. delicious. Yes. Hey, can I borrow six hundred fifty bucks to buy this uh, Samboa since I don't own one of these? Yeah, I can write you a check, but you can't cash it. Fuck. <laughs> oh, the shipping's extra. So can I borrow like seven hundred dollars? Right. 
I just need to finish that. It's like Pokemon. I got to catch them all. And I'm working on it. Uh, anyways. So back to uh, let's finish up with some Reptile Youth Alliance stuff. Uh, <clears throat> so what uh, – how many kids, I guess, have y'all worked with? How big How big is it? Oh, it's pretty big. We have several hundred kids involved. Oh, okay. I mean, Savannah, how many kids do you see a week? You see a lot. So typically the schools that I visit um, during the school year are typically Title I students. And I visit the, I visit five schools a week and I typically have about 20 kids in my class during the school year. I do visit aftercare like YMCA. Cool. And when I visit those, we typically have 50 to 120 kids. Oh, wow. And this summer I probably saw over 2,000 kids in Pinellas County and wow. told them about the Reptile Youth Alliance, got them interested in it. And um I've been going to the schools for eight years, so I kind of have a great rapport. And it's funny because a lot of the people that hire me, they don't even like the reptiles, but they know that the kids like it and they continue to book us, which is awesome. Um, and we are trying to grow. You know, if it's something that, you know, you're interested, please reach out to us at the Reptile Youth Alliance, either on our Facebook page or on our Instagram or even via the website. Um, we're looking for more mentors. We're looking for more uh, chapters. Um, obviously, our first show was here in Florida, our first uh, science fair um, convention but we want to expand um our next our next spot we were actually thinking about was um houston we were thinking, where we, oh that would be really nice but we want gila monsters <laughs> you, i know people that own gila monsters in texas oh that could be i don't know that could we be a good a thing I do like we did a herping trip um down here in fort myers after so Saturday after our conference with a few of the kids and um, one of our speakers took us herping. That's awesome. We didn't really find it because it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everything is hot. So when you're, going, frogs and <laughs> when you're going to these schools, are you going to just speak about the Alliance or is this a regular thing with the same kids every week or every week? How, how often? <laughs> Well, um, it's a mix of both. Um, they, I don't speak just on the organization. It's hands-on interaction with animals. Um, Raya has been, we've been doing it kind of together for about four years. So I really wasn't promoting that at first. It was under my other business name, which is Safari Savvy. And that was a for-profit business. I'm trying to see how we can segue <clears throat> taking my for-profit business and pushing it into the nonprofit as of now. I can't because that's how I support myself, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it, we do do a lot of, uh, donations of programs. Um, so a lot of the students, uh, I visit, like there's one school that I visit and I visit the same students every, um, every week. And then I see them throughout the entire school year. And then with title one students, I'll visit, uh, different schools. It could be public schools. A lot of it are private schools cause they still have their title one funding. And so that I usually do six week courses. And so that'll kind of be a change of students every six weeks. And then, um, and then daily, obviously. And then for the uh, aftercare, it's it really just depends. I go typically every first center books. Um, if they book often, I'll visit about once a month. If they book, you know, less often, it'll be every two months. So I'm seeing new kids and the same kids. And then I visit some middle schools, so it's neat to see them as as middle schoolers. And some of my students are now high schoolers. So. So when you're visiting the schools, are you visiting school hours, or is it after school program, or how does that work? Both. 
Um, so with the Title I, it could be the school picks whether or not they want us there during the day, during their curriculum hour, and they set aside time for that class. Or some of them prefer to be an after uh, after school event. And then my bread and butter primarily is going to be the YMCA and our club. And those are aftercare because instead of shipping kids to a zoo, we come to them. They don't want the liability. Or yeah. they Actually, this year was the first year that they did it. And I know everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this is awful. I'm like, yeah, you have fun herding 200 kids through a zoo in 90 degree weather. Yes. So my, my wife does, she started a zoology club at her school and they meet, I want to say once a week, I think once a week after school. Um, and she's got a little thing and she's actually got, so like the older kids get to do stuff, animal hands-on stuff in a room and they get to do larger stuff. And then some of the younger kids don't actually come to the meetings, but she has like printouts and emails that go to the parents every week for those kids. So there's things they can look at and read and do at home. Um, oh, that's awesome. But yes, she started. Well, that's the one thing that we really wanted to do with the Reptile Youth Alliance because there are so many teachers on board. Um, I, when I do the larger schools, obviously it's presentation, but the schools that I visit weekly, I've created worksheets based around the different animals that they interact with. And, and Jessica's created a lot of different science activities. One of the ones that we did at the conference was really cool. Um, was uh, slime. The kids made slime, but we talked about um, salamander slime and, yeah. and uh, its benefits, antimicrobial, antibacterial, antifungal, and maybe it, it actually might help save in the future of amphibians from chytrid. <clears throat> so what we want to do is we want to create the Reptile Youth Alliance as kind of a, a place where we could come together, just like teachers do in general, where we can share our different, you know, different workshops and, and uh, what the kids have really, you know, gained most um interest in and gotten the most out of so we really are trying to create a place we do most of our stuff on canva yeah. so we try to kind of share that information so that we can use it because i know jessica's got a lot of great ideas that i never thought of and i feel like you know not, not that great but vice versa i think we all have you know some ideas to share and it'd be good to have a collective area where we could share that information and then we have that resources together so that, you know, everybody's not just running by the seat of their pants themselves and doing all of the research themselves. Bruh, I'm hoping to build a reptile zoo at my school. Uh, Robert's going to help me out. Um, I've got a room attached to my room that also has a, w a window that faces the hallway. And we're going to build several cages into that window. And my goal is to cool. build small zoo there. These skinks are actually going to go there. And eventually you have a club of kids that come in and they take care of it all. They they strip cages, clean cages, they feed, they do all the regular basic so work. That's what I do. So I have a facility in Eustis um, and the kids come to me there and they are in charge of taking care of all the animals that we have there. Um, and then I actually, one of the, the grants that we got for the Reptile Youth Alliance was to put a science lab in there. So we've you know, put a science lab. So they come, um, they get academic assistance. You know, so if they're struggling, um, we have tutors that we set them up with. Um, and the kids like coming because they, of course, love to play with the animals and take care of it. But one thing that I've been so impressed with is, like, the dedication that the kids have. Yeah. Um, like, we, I, I deal with a lot of kids who um, are kind of on their own. They don't have, like, parental support. And, um, like, the one kids, some of the kids I have, like, they ride their bikes up, you know, three or four miles to come and take care of the animals and they'll come like if it's pouring down the rain if they're supposed to be there like they show up and they are so dedicated um so it's been really really nice to see that that's um, what i'm hoping to get uh you know to when i started about talked about doing it you know only certain kids would be allowed to join the club and do this but i don't think i did i didn't want it to be grade-based right 
I wanted it to be behavior based because I didn't want it to be only the smart kids could do this. I wanted yeah. some of the more, uh, I guess, at risk kids, but can still behave. Still, you know, find give them a reason to behave and come do this. Right. So that's, that's exactly what we want to do because um, I think I was one of these people like who like if you have low self confidence or if you're dealing with things at home, you don't have you know help from parents with your um, schoolwork then I think you feel like you can't do something in science or you can't, um, or even like go to college to be a zookeeper and make minimum wage. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I think a lot of times the kids just haven't found something they're passionate about. And that's what we've been able to see. Like some of the kids who've graduated, um, the one kid, the my very first kid that I ever worked with, he, um, actually came from a very like his both his parents were doctors his older brother was in med school but he just wasn't doing well in school he was bullied a lot and um snakes for him gave him confidence like he would come help help out with the snakes and i think like him showing people snakes helped so much with his confidence he turned his academics around and he joined the navy and now oh, is wow. serving um in japan so it's really cool that's um, awesome yeah, so it's really neat to see like how snakes. People don't think that snakes can change someone's life, but they definitely, they definitely can. So. So you said you have kids come to a facility. Do you have a? I'm asking this for personal reasons purely, but do you have like procedures and protocols and like safety stuff like about like that kind of information all? Like. Oh yeah, and I mean they're not. We're not dealing with anything that's. I mean yeah, I do. No. Anything that would be like super um, harmful, and we're always supervised. So. Um, and really I haven't had, you know, any kind of, um, we did have a little girl get bit in the face the other day by a boa, but she was warned not to mess with that boa. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I got a jungle carp python that was given me, given to me for this and yeah. uh, that's going to, that's going to be a hands off one. Yeah. It was just, a, it wasn't that bad. So. All right, well, then I may reach out to you because that's one thing my, my principals are like, we just need to make sure you have procedures and protocols that you can give us. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get those written up. And I haven't completely written those up yet, so I may see. Oh, yeah, I can share. So a lot of, some of the events that we do, actually the um, the research conference, like they gave, the, where we, the venue gave us a really hard time with having the live animals and it being hands-on. So, um, you know, a lot of the places that we do make us have like waivers, especially because it's kids and minors yeah. and animals. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate. That I think the waiver is a big issue and that, you know, I think you go over the basic things that if they were to get bit, it would be less than a, you know, <clears throat> like a diabetics test. But yeah. personally, luckily, visiting schools, I've never had anybody bit, but I'm more cautious visiting schools. And then at my facility, I usually have them sign waivers. And I've had, I've had a couple kids bit by a king snake. He was always a good king snake until he said decided he was going to start biting everybody. And then I had one student bit by my parrot, and she was worn, and there was like five signs in the cage not to stick your fingers in there, and she did. So. All right, so I got to point this out. So our, our buddy Luke is in Australia. So check out the Lilydale High School Reptile House in Australia. They have a whole website and everything for the reptile house. Uh, oh, cool. I have to watch this video later, but that's a school. With the I did meet a guy once uh, when when I was at Tenley. It was a teacher. And he, he showed me on his phone, like, a live cam footage. And if he's from some school up north. But they had a whole, like, basically breeding facility of reptiles. And, like, racks and cages. And all their kids took care of them. They bred things. I was like, it was a high school. Like, yeah, there's a there's a middle school in DeLand, which is, a, you know, in central Florida. Yeah. They have a zoology, like, it's a zoology 
class and they, they I only know this because she used to buy like rats and feeders for me, but they had a whole breeding facility, but they did like fish and coral. And oh, wow. Reptiles. It was really cool. They had a bunch of stuff. So, so. do y'all work with Florida, uh, University of Florida, since they have a big herpetology program there and as far as education and research, have y'all reached out with them with Reptile Youth Alliance to try and work with them? No, we haven't. Um, contacted them yet? That's I just remember when I was looking at the Florida. Um, I'm sorry, the um, Florida Gulf Coast University because they had a herpetology department, but because it was summer, I think that we didn't really have much. Um, I I don't. We didn't have much interaction with any of the professors or anything there, unfortunately. I remember back in this. Now I'm realizing how long ago it was. But when I was looking at colleges, Florida was one of the ones that had like actually like like a master's program. They've had. Uh, several things. Another one would be talking to um, uh, Dr. Zach Lofman up north at, uh, oh, I can't remember what college he teaches at, but they have an actual master's program for uh, like animal care and, and husbandry and they do a lot of reptile stuff. And, yeah. um, and so that just been, be kind of cool. We can find some of these uh, second to these higher level educations that have to do with reptiles specifically, yeah. animals specifically. We did talk to a professor at, was West, it West Liberty? It was a state. Um, it was a state college, like a community college, and he yeah, actually he did um, Jordan. Um, no, I don't remember his name, and I don't remember what it was. Florida. I can't remember the name of the school, but he has. Um, it was in Fort Myers, and he does things with freshmen um, out in the field, so they get oh, that's cool. experience as freshmen at like a state college. So that would be really good for some of our kids. Jordan and. I'm going to say it wrong. It's D-O-N-I-N-I. Yep. That's what and it is. That's how, you, that's how it's spelled. And he's actually <laughs> doing a convention coming up soon, too, if it's in his past. Well, and Dr. Zach Lofman, he, I mean, it's West Liberty in West Virginia, which I know is a long ways from y'all, but um, he does, uh, you can get, like, there's several people I know that are to work on their masters up there. Yep. Uh, and he's got a pretty big reptile collection up there and they breed and uh i know he did someone did that was doing their masters on like baby corn snakes and how they they ended up, they ended up having to get a ton of baby corn snakes and raise them up and then like afterwards they had found homes for them all and they got rid of them but uh so that's just kind of cool it's also nice just seeing like colleges actually doing stuff uh with reptiles yeah, for now. Sure. yeah we have a long list of people that we <laughs> need to get in touch with so. <laughs> we just keep knocking them out knocking yeah. them out <laughs> never enough hours in the day <laughs> that is that's true fact that's why yeah we definitely want to expand to get some some help <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah because uh, right now it's just jessica and i and we have not you know we're not paying ourselves this is all <clears throat> yeah we have all in a labor of love, you know, See. we're hoping to build something really great. And so, you know, we both have our own jobs and then we're doing this on the side too. So we actually had a, when we kind of came up with this idea, we were actually running a podcast, <laughs> but we just couldn't keep up with it all. We're like, look, we got to drop one. <laughs> so we still have it. We're still on Spotify. Dang it. We'll have to have you guys on when we start calming down a little bit. But yeah. What you need to do is open up a building and name it the Reptile Youth Alliance Church because churches are really good at being nonprofit and somehow still making tons of money. Right. So if you can become a mega church for reptiles, you can make tons of money. I have always thought about being a cult leader. I have. See? I really, you know, it's I mean, been in just, my wheelhouse for a while, but then I'm like morally, like, should I do it? I mean, like, just, don't have them, just don't have them kill children. themselves. See, I couldn't get up there and quote the Bible without laughing. 
<laughs> oh, but you don't do if you're doing the cult. I don't know that you need. You know, you can skip the Jesus part because it's a cult. You don't just pray just, like some yeah. lizard god. True. You just gotta hold the snake. You know, dance with yeah. snakes. That's what I was gonna say. Well, you don't do the venomous snakes. I'm not doing all that kind of stuff, but. <clears throat> See? I can well, you know what? I'll do hog nose. There you go. Weird thing. Venomous. It's, it's venomous. Just telling you right now that that's how y'all y'all make your money. You become way. become a church, and then you do it that way. They make tons of money. I mean, just a mega church, but for reptiles. You're just doing it wrong right now. Yeah. I know. At least you did go out and get like nonprofit paperwork, unlike the uh the rescues on Facebook who are looking for animals yeah. that are rescues them like they've never looking seen. specifically <laughs> for this morph only. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody have pie ball, I, yeah, ball I've pythons? Only, I've only ever taken care of crested geckos before, but I'm definitely a good rescuer. I actually, unfortunately, went what into about business the one our friend with something John like that. Story. So our friend John sent us one. This guy was looking I'm for... I'm going to read it right now. Oh, go ahead. It's, it's, fucking, it's not a rescue. It's just a fucking... It's in an Oklahoma, o- Oklahoma group, if that tells you enough. Uh, the guy posted... How oh, we talk too much. Here we go. Anyone have a bearded dragon for a low price? I can only afford up to $50. I really want reptiles, but on a tight budget. Hell, I'm even living in a hotel room. But if you got one, <laughs> let me know. I'm blah, blah, blah. And I'll meet somewhere else so I can sneak it in. <laughs> oh, okay. I, so I, so I, I don't know if I told you, but I joined the group. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I already got kicked out. <laughs> uh, I commented and said, uh, what this, What I'm going to paraphrase this. Someone please give me a bearded dragon so I can slowly kill it with MBD and improper nutrition because I can't afford even proper caging for it. And yeah, yeah. because that's pretty much what he's saying. Give me this animal that I cannot take care of. You know, Hey, we've all been through hard times and I understand he might be lonely. Dude might be living by himself and he's looking for something to be a companion, but geez, man, don't get something that relies on you to keep it alive. If you could barely keep yourself alive. Fucking people. Uh, all right, so we are on coming up on two hours. So let's uh, wrap this up. If people want to reach out to y'all and give to y'all and help y'all and do whatever they can for y'all at the Reptile Youth Alliance, how can they reach out to y'all? We have a, rep- a website, reptileyouthalliance.com, although I am updating it right now because I'm taking all of our conference stuff that passed. And um, and then also we're on Facebook and Instagram, Reptile Youth Alliance. Yeah, check us out, Reptile Youth Alliance. Raya for short, but if you out it's reptile youth alliance.com and then instagram reptile youth alliance and facebook reptile youth alliance that goes directly to me and jessica so please feel free to reach out and yeah any any way you can help or if you want to open a chapter up in your area or if you want to shoot some ideas we're definitely all for it yeah i uh i'll definitely have to hook y'all up with megan because i think yeah megan i would think love they would, y'all would get along really well and she'd be a great one to maybe eventually trying to open She's up been my friend for like a year and a half and i still can't pronounce her last name some some dumb bitch slap a slappy bitch slap no. slap I, Slub, yeah I'm not sloppy gonna go sandwich she's gonna sit here <laughs> you're gonna get a message later slap slap a dog it's, a ditch it's 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 a long last name it and starts it has, with an s and it ends in itch and it has some k's in it there's a j in there yeah. somewhere I think. but she so I've been to I've been to So Fucking Burger in uh, Nashville. There's a So Fucking Burger. I think it's Nashville. But it's So It's Sofa King. Sofa King. Good yeah. Burger. Yeah. We they tried to they Sofa opened King a uh, what was it called? Faux yourself. Faux. Uh, faux yourself. Yeah. Faux yourself. It's not faux. It's faux yourself. But they but they did it. 
they made it where you said "fu" incorrectly on purpose <laughs> to be to funny, it. and the city of Houston denied him a permit to open, and they had to sue, and they won, so they got to call their shit what they wanted. Yeah. Okay, now my buddy Jason Miloradovich, which I can pronounce because that's much easier, just sent me a, vi- a picture of a bunch of baby Samboas. Yep. And I don't know what type they are, but I fucking want them. Those are pretty. I want them all. I do, I do. Well, if you've seen Idiocracy, then you'll know you need to go to Buttfuckers and eat because that's the best place to go. <laughs> Everything's owned by Carl's Jr. If you haven't seen Idiocracy, it's so you'll like that. I do. Like- yeah. Um- nice. It, it is. It's, it like shows like count. how over the two hundred years it went from uh, fudruckers to rudfuckers to fudbuckers to buttfuckers, <laughs> and then everywhere like Starbucks is gentlemen's lattes, uh, full release <laughs> lattes. <so> cool. <laughs> All right, so I need I need to find out where I can stream this. Yes, it's hilarious, man. Okay. Yeah, pay for it if you need to. Actually, buy it because you're gonna want to watch it more than once. It's hilarious. Maya Rudolph is in it. Um, oh my gosh, one of those the uh, what is his name? The brothers. Luke oh. Wilson. Yes, yeah. one of those Wilson character. brothers. The one without the broken yeah. nose. Yes, not the one that goes wow. wow. Yeah. Um, my my, fa- my favorite video one. is still the t- the and, tortoises. And Terry Crews. Video. Terry wow. Crews plays the president. Wow. Who was also the nation's yeah. most popular wrestler and oh. porn star, and now he's Dwayne Elizondo Camacho Nacho Hernandez. He's those are Russians. Yeah. Oh wow. Sorry, I was, those samples yeah. are Russians. There's okay. some orange in those. Okay, that's so, cool. So I know we just got black Russians from him, but now I want those Russians too. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, oh, you gotta Russians. watch it, James. It's you're gonna. You really you'll be texting me while you're watching it. Right, Did you watch? Oh the my gosh. Oh, we'll hey, hey got to upgrade too. Watch yeah, out for upgrade. We gotta watch out for upgrade. You'll see, baby. Okay. So good. Oh my god. It's so good. All right. So let's, let's wrap this up in the Um yes, reach out to Reptile Youth Alliance. Uh if you're looking for LED UVB light bulbs, check out VivTech products. Use code Gumbo22 to save 15%. Check out Little Shop of Horrors uh for all your feeder needs, especially if you're in the Texas area. Great rodents. Uh if you mention us, your first order is 10% off. Um LS Reptile Racks, check out dot com. Racks. Uh, cages, signs, acrylic, whatever you need cut, he'll cut it. Cheese. Um, Herb's Reptile Shows, Seattle Herb's Reptile Show near you, us, somewhere. Come to them. Uh, and that is it. If y'all hang around for a second, we'll say bye to everybody else that's watching. We'll be back next week with an in-studio guest. Oh, yeah. Well, Brittany. Yes. We'll have an in-studio guest next week. Um, that'll be like last week we had one. Next week, it's becoming a common thing. Cool. So, uh, good night to everybody else that's watching. Thanks for watching. See y'all next week. Mm-hmm.